We are back. Another episode. Sad to say week 11, boys. We're getting near the end. Oh, man. Jacob, Clint, how y'all doing? We're doing pretty good. It is week 11, but that means more important football. That's two, always, two ways to look at things. I like your mindset. Man, like you just kind of like here. Week 11. It's crazy how fast this went. Mm-hmm. Pretty good football, though, this year, I would have to say. Up to this. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't every single week. Start out yeah. on a sad note. I was just saying, it's kind of crazy. It's, yeah. Where are you at this time? Oh, a big week. Yeah, uh, it looks like I'm not going to catch all pickums, but other than that, yeah, I'm really enjoying this year. Oh, yeah. We, uh, out of all our little pre pre production meetings, we'll call it. Which is which is a stretch for what yeah. we talk about before yeah. this thing starts. Um, that did not get brought up. So before we get into anything else, Clint, update us, please, if you have it on the yes, sir. For this year. All right. So through last week was yeah week ten. All right, that makes sense because if today this week or this week's week eleven, that would make last week week ten. Math awesome. is hard. Hell yeah. Engineering coming solid at start to this this episode. All right, Pat McAfee. All right, good job, boys. So out on the back. <laughs> All right. Those who have been paying attention, Jacob's been making a little bit of a comeback. However, JC said, hold the phone. He ended up winning the Not week. so 12. fast, my friend. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. 12 and 7, which won the week. Had a pretty good week. JC, how you feeling about, you know, recovering a little bit, making some adjustments? We talk about adjustments. How you feel about it? Look, back's against the wall. You got to come out swinging, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You tell got me, to. You tell got me you to, remember. Man. I'm about to already divert. Tell me you remember <laughs> the LSU pitcher's interview after he hit that home run. Yeah. yeah. And the the first interview is on the field with the reporter or whatever. And she's like, tell me what you were thinking when you, you got up to the, got up to bat. He's like, go yard. Like, that's, that's all I'm thinking about. And then he's like talking to, to her about how he's like telling coach, like, just let me swing. Just let me swing. Coach lets him swing. It's a hit a home run. It's like a walk off, or it was like the game winning home run, something like that. And then in the 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 post game, like press or the the whatever they do, you know, the post game, uh, press conference, what, press conference. There you go. God damn. Uh, <laughs> it's like him, another player, and the coach for LSU, and they're like talking about it, and they keep asking the player questions, like how he knew he was going to, you know, hit whatever. He looks over to the coach, he's like, "Coach, I'm right. being honest, like." I lied. I never hit in high. I, I, I yeah. never hit in high school. He's like, "Are you serious?" Uh, he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why'd you lie?" He's like, "I wanted to swing." <laughs> Such a good interview. If you haven't heard, it, yes, uh, go give it. Think yeah. your time is up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> oh God, that's uh, funny. I'm just yeah. upset. So, pretty yeah, much. Was <laughs> Uh-oh. I might have heard you wrong, but yeah, he didn't, pretty much didn't he tell him like, uh, yeah, I used to hit bombs in high school, and he's like, would never did. I guess yeah. Okay, just making sure I heard you right. I also don't even know what's happening right now. I can't tell if you're making fun of me or the player. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you cut you out. Just, like, you just cut times. out for a second, but I knew it was still going to be good, so we just were acting like we could hear you. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Huh? And then we just laughed at what we thought was maybe Y'all are professionals. Dude, it's gonna come out clean. Boy, you had me fooled. I was like, I, "Dude, they are laughing hard," and I, I feel like I said something really stupid. <laughs> no, 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 okay. I oh. thought it just went too long. Nah, dude, we just had to like. <laughs> I was really enjoying my own. I told Jacob, I was just like, 
I was like, yeah. Jacob looked at me weird. I was like, just keep it rolling. And then Jacob's like, yeah. And then we started laughing. <laughs> I had no idea. I am so in-depth at this story that I was in love with. All right. Good thing we wow. kind of the story because I knew when to laugh. I was like, it's coming. Punchline. It's coming. But yeah. That's, that's going to be an interesting. To uh, your reporting. point. Right. Yeah. Backs against the wall, dude. I had to come out swinging. I knew I had to have a good week. I felt like I had a good week without really doing the math because I was just watching the games. Like, I think I picked that. I think I picked that. But with that being said, I still didn't know. I know we had all, not, we had not all agreed on a lot of the games. So I still was not keen to exactly what Jacob did. So I knew I was like one or two games behind him, had a good week, but I really don't know what the standings are right now, to be honest with you. I don't know if we're tied or. I'm so you were actually one up. You're one game, 96 and 79. Jacob okay. at 95 and 80. Um, so yeah, it, it's tight yeah, right there. Finish. Uh, yeah. Jacob ten to nine this week. Uh, not not a bad week. Um, lost a little bit of that lead, obviously. Uh, JC took it back, but it's just by one game. So Jacob, you're still in it. Yeah, I'll take uh, over five hundred as a bad week. You know, so yeah, we are um, picking against the spread. So that's right. Uh, and yeah, you'll see my picks. I could barely get to five hundred. Um, who actually came second in the week was uh, Gavin had eleven and eight week. Wow! Uh, the one that the one that That's hurt awesome. though is that he picked Army in the Air Force Army game and Army ended up winning that one. That one just hits home. The old son. You, you yeah. At that point, have to be like, actually, no. He's grounded for like two weeks. Um, you can't though. You're winning. I'm he's just winning. kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, you're grounded. You suck. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yep. So, uh, me and Jacob actually tied at ten and nine. Um, so, oh, nice. Yep. You got JC one back is Jacob four back or five back from the lead is, um, Gavin. And then I'm eight back at 88 and 87, but Hey, uh, I'm over 500. So let's, let's keep that train rolling. Yeah. Well, we still got yes, what, including this week. Most teams uh, we have played two, nine we games. Two so we got at least three no. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. Three more weeks, including this week. I think so. All right. Yeah, should be I'm just going by, based off Carolina's schedule, we got Vandy, then Kentucky, then Clemson. Okay. Yep. So three weeks to this one. All right. Um, in other news, the college football playoff rankings did come out um, Tuesday. The top, I think, eight did not change. There, there was a, a few changes, nothing major after that. So as we get to the teams, we'll talk about that. But with there being really no change in the top eight and not too much drama, I mean, you can get into the what-ifs and the... Uh, What's going to happen in the future? We've obviously done that a little bit. So we'll move on to the slate of games we got coming up this weekend. Um, uh, not even not even this weekend, really. I guess starting off Thursday with a ring matchup um, between Louisville and Virginia. But let's start out with the number one ranked team, um, Ohio State, um, hosting Michigan State. We've talked about uh, Michigan State probably ad nauseum about their whole college is falling apart as a whole. At least I know I've said that um, tongue-in-cheek, kind of. Um. Anyway, thirty-one and a half point favorites for the the still number one ranked Buckeyes. Clint, how do you see this one going? God. Oh, geez, thirty-one and a half. I misread that. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was I looking at? Oh, I was looking at the Georgia Ole Miss one. I was like, ten. This is so easy. All right, thirty-one and a half. That changes things. Let me go. Uh, let me go. Michigan State. It's just a huge number. Uh Michigan State, I, I get it. They're not great. Not even close to great. Uh, but Ohio State doesn't... I mean, I, I know they're number one. They are a great team, but they have it, uh, a few issues. Uh, and Michigan State, I mean, if they could keep it within 31 points, I hit. Uh, 
yeah, uh, I'll take Michigan State. Uh, <clears throat> we're kind of seeing that they're now relying, uh, as far as o- Ohio State, they're relying on the running game more. They got Henderson back, which is awesome. He's been amazing since he's been back for Ohio State. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I-, I think we've seen in the last couple weeks, uh, McCord's been making some questionable decisions as far as passing. He's trying to go to Harrison Jr. a little too much, it looks like. Uh, so, uh, I mean, one mistake here or there, and uh, Michigan State can cover the spread. Give me Michigan State. Okay. I did not like where this spread was at because it was like kind of right around. And again, we talked about this in nauseum. Vegas knows what they're doing when it comes to this stuff. Um, 31 and a half is a lot. And Ohio State is not been scored a whole bunch. So that right off the bat bothers me a little bit. But I really think this is a, a game that Ohio State can kind of, they're at home. They can just tee it up and just lay it on Michigan State. I feel like Michigan State's had the whole world against them this year with all the stuff they've been have going on um, with an interim coach right now. Obviously, Ohio State's very well coached. They got athletes everywhere. Um, I, give me Ohio State to cover that. Um, the last time Michigan State won this game, and they played every single year, um, was in 2015. And the last three years, uh, Ohio State's put up 49, 56, and 52 on them. So I know and I understand that was with a different quarterback than this, but. You know, all that lean is towards Ohio State covering. So I'm give me that. Yeah, it's uh, it's not as easy as I thought. Um, because Clint, you make a lot of good points too, man. Thirty-one and a half is a lot of points, especially for an offense that we kind of say doesn't feel like they're maybe they aren't their full potential, but just you can pair them maybe unfairly <clears throat> to pass Ohio State teams. Definitely not the uh, explosive offense as they have been. But Michigan State's really, really down. And with the interim coach, I think there's a lot of dysfunction going on in the building, maybe more outside of the building, which obviously that kind of filters in. Um, so give me Ohio State, not very confidently, but give me Ohio State to cover the 31 and a half. Jacob, you had Ohio State too, right? I did. Okay. That's a good start for me. That's, that's a good start for <laughs> you. All right. Moving on. Number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs coming after a, a pretty big win over Missouri. They're going to be host to Ole Miss. Game day is going to be in Athens for this one. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff, ESPN. Georgia's 10.5-point favorites. Boys, I've been... Uh, I think I flip-flopped a lot on Georgia recently. I did I did pick Missouri to cover, which that hit for me. Ole Miss's offense is obviously what they're known for, but I just go back to the LSU game and some other games where their defense is, is nowhere close to be able to compete in the SEC. I think this one... I don't think I would have said this a few weeks ago, but I think this is actually an easier cover for Georgia, 10.5. Their offense, even without Bowers, now he's kind of spreading the ball around a little bit. This is going to be the best defense that Ole Miss has faced all year, bar none. So give me Georgia uh, and the 10.5. That, that's what I like in this one. Okay. Uh, Clint, maybe you can benefit from some of these stats. Um, this game is going to be decided on third down in he's my mind. He's saying you need some help in your picks, by the way. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying JC's not privy to these stats. He's locked his pick in, cool, whatever. Um, my pick oh, is. Have I? Okay. Well, that's no, no, you're you right. You're that's right. How we do this. <laughs> I've already wrote it down. It's it's locked in. There you go. The <laughs> pin says all. Um, so ten and a half is a spread. I'm actually picking um Ole Miss in this. I could easily be wrong, but these stats kind of led me towards this game being a third down game. Um Georgia defense is on third down is third in the nation defensively against uh stopping teams on third down. Um whereas Ole Miss is ninety seventh in converting third downs um and georgia is actually fourth uh in the nation 
on offense of converting third downs and Ole Miss is 81st. Now that stat leads me to say, okay, well, Georgia's going to win this. Um, but the thing is, Georgia has not faced a defensive line like Ole Miss has. They are seventh in the nation in sack rate. Um, so they got a really good pass rush. And I don't really think Carson Beck has faced that much pressure this year. He's played lights out. But even this year, all these Heisman candidates like uh, um, Jaden Daniels and all these players, they've even had some bad games. Carson Beck has not had a bad game yet. And I feel like this is probably where he will have a a tested. He's going to be very tested in this game. Um, and the thing is that two that really sold me on Ole Miss is Ole Miss is 60, uh, third in the country of explosive plays, which are 20 or more yards um, with a total of 65 plays like that on the season. That means this is, I think Ole Miss is definitely going to cover this. Um, but how but much, this, how many explosive plays has our defense given up? I'm genuinely would be curious about that. That, as well. that would be a good question to ask. Um, but Georgia, I don't know. They've had a hell of an offense. This could be a high scoring game. But if you're going to give me an offense, Ole Miss offense like this with that kind of, you know, explosive play potential in this Georgia defense and maybe that you know they, they can get to Carson Beck a little bit and give him some extra pressure that he hadn't had to face um, especially if Ole Miss goes up early in this game because um, remember they had to claw their way back against South Carolina now that was a you know I don't want to keep saying this but that was a different defense than probably Ole Miss has um, so I, I think especially if Ole Miss can jump on him quick I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover Hmm. <laughs> And got some thinking to do. Yeah, and it's kind of like those both y'all's points. I so, so Georgia just played Missouri, and it might be a, kind of a similar team to um, Ole Miss. Ole Miss can score a little bit better, I think. Um, Missouri has a little bit better defense, though. I'm pretty sure than Ole Miss. So I'm, I'm kind of torn because uh, what was the spread Georgia Missouri? Wasn't it like 15? It was like yeah, 14 or 15. Yeah, yeah. And Georgia wasn't able to cover it. At 10, what worries me is Georgia's defense could be able to stop, like we kind of talked about, are they going to be able to stop Jackson Dart enough to cover the 10 and a half? I, I don't think Carson Beck's going to struggle. I just don't think Ole Miss's defense is that good. Um, before I do pick, I'll, I'll pick and then I'll give you this theoretical. Let me go, let me go Georgia at home. That's really what's going to uh, sway me this this game. It's just Georgia's at home. Let me go that way. I know like 10 and a half is going to feel like a lot, I think, in this game. Uh, so I might sweat a little bit, but I, I'll deal with it. Um, okay, so we've talked about the playoff committee, and it looks like they, they value um, their, their record and strength of schedule. If Georgia wins this game, Georgia will now have a win against a ranked Missouri and a ranked Ole Miss, both ranked fairly high. Does that jump them over Ohio State? Who, yes, they had a Notre Dame win and they have the Penn State win, but the Notre Dame win isn't looking quite as good as it, it did earlier in the year. Do y'all think that that would be enough to jump them? I'm, I'm glad you brought that point up. When I saw the graphic when they announced it last night, um, Ohio State had the 20th ranked toughest schedule and Georgia had the 70th. So I don't think this one right. is going to jump them up 50 spots. And they also asked, the head of the committee, um, I think his first name's like Boo Kerrigan or something. He's the uh, he's from NC State, so he's the chairman right now. They asked him about that same thing, like, "Hey, what what do you look at when 
you know, a, a win like Notre Dame in the moment looked so good and it was such a big game and now maybe doesn't look so hot. And he, he made an interesting take. It, it does still make sense. He said, we kind of look at it both ways. Like, look, in the moment, that was a big game. It was a top, what, 12-ranked matchup, maybe mm-hmm. top 10 at the time. Um, so it was a big game at the time, which I think matters, right? It's, it's huge, the environment. Like, he even said, what does the environment look like? You know, yeah. it, it's an away game. He said, yeah, you take a little bit with, with what it's become. But I still, I would say uh, a Penn State win right now um, and a Notre Dame win still outweigh that for now. And given that, I just don't think it, it's going to jump Georgia's strength of schedule. Now, granted, Ohio State's playing Michigan State. So let's say that one's close and Georgia dominates. I think it's different. I think that then maybe we'll see a jump if they dominate Ole Miss. I, I think this will be a late I think it'll be a late cover. I, I think it'll be a close game, actually. Um, Jacob, you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think Georgia winning, regardless, you're going to have to look at how they won. If it's going to be an eye, it's got to be an eye testing when you're right. kind of picking and choosing between Ohio State and and Georgia there. So, I mean, if they go out and blow Mississippi out of the water, then yeah, I could see Georgia going up because especially right now they're peaking at the right time too. So, um, it would be how they mm. did it. This this to me feels like one of the, I mean, probably it is the biggest game Georgia's played, but I, I feel like we haven't seen them in prime time. In the spotlight, that's a nine. It's a seven o'clock game. Game day is mm. going to be there. This feels like it's the first. Like, hey, we got a we got a game here with Georgia, and we'll see what they do when when the lights are bright. So, I'm actually excited to watch it, man. Um, should be a hell of a game. I haven't watched a ton of uh of Georgia since the Carolina game because you know we, we talked about um them being at home almost every game. Um, and not playing anybody, yeah. And not playing, and of course they got this game at home pretty well. <laughs> But yeah. hey, that, that's how it shakes out. All right, well let's let's get into the other big conversation. Obviously, there's a lot going on with Michigan. Um, the latest being the Big Ten may impose some penalties on uh, this coming Thursday. So when when you guys hear this, maybe later in the day, something may come out. Um, our understanding, and Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong. The NCAA, I believe, has said they're not going to come out with any penalties. It doesn't appear. Um, do you guys have anything different on that? And it does surprise you that they actually might start imposing some penalties actually this season, even even as early as this week. No, I think you're right on the money with that. Um, that's what I've heard the NCAA. I think rightfully so, at least from what I was hoping they would do. Um, they're going to sit this out till the end of the year and do a proper investigation. Now, there's all kind of stuff that we, as the public, sees. It's like, okay, that's damning evidence right there. Dude, man's on the sideline, all this, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but they're going to do the proper thing and do an investigation. So I'm glad the NCAA is waiting until the end of the year. And the committee's not going to judge them. But um, I said last part, I didn't really think the Big Ten was going to come around and actually do anything about it this year. Um, and maybe tomorrow they could just say, we're going to continue our investigation and we're going to punish them. But more than likely, it'll be at the end of the year. I don't know what they're going to say. More than likely, if they're going to actually say something tomorrow, they'll do something to them this year. Um, right. That would be a big surprise to me, honestly. So, I mean, with the, I feel like they're going to wait. Uh, even if they come out with some kind of punishment, it'll be something for next year. Yeah, because now you're just creeping into, you know, the playoffs. Obviously, you know, should Michigan not slip up, and. Do you really want to mess with your playoff money? Do you want to mess with like, I don't Especially know, the Big Ten, the Big Ten, right? right. Yeah, right. right. Uh, I, That's I, a good but, point that I don't think I've heard <clears throat> anyone talk about. That's actually a really good point. 
that's how I feel about it. Like, yeah, if you want to punish them, yeah, but don't don't screw your own yourselves in the in the process. And don't tell Let, me it's not about money because you got US, USC and UCLA it's all, coming yeah. coming into your conference. Yeah, so it's all. Don't even money. start with that. Yeah. Uh so I'm in, in, interested to see if it even is suspensions. If it's just uh, which I think it, there probably will be some suspensions coming down, but if it's just monetary, like Michigan's gonna be like, okay, like I don't give a shit, right? Uh, but yeah, I, if it does come down to that, I, I do think they'll wait. But I've been wrong several times this year about stuff like this, so who knows? Can, can I impose a question for both of you? Absolutely. This is not meant to come off as insensitive. I really don't remember. <laughs> did did Penn State find Joe Paul at fault, or did they say that he should have known what was happening there? I know he like I don't know if he quit or retired, but did they ever say like? That was part of the wow. Yeah, that yeah. was forever ago. Um, because, dude, if Joe Paul, if they if they say Joe Paul didn't know what was going on, bro, if I'm horrible, I'm like, hey, bro, I think you don't know what's like, going on in the locker room. Yeah. This man yeah. in my stadium, he's at all the other away games, but this <laughs> was happening in the locker room, bro. Yeah, yeah. like so. I think if that I'm, was honestly the mon- the moment where everybody was like, okay, no, you have to know everything that's going on in your program, right? So I think right. they probably did say, yeah, Joe Paul, that's that's on you. So. Because if they ain't saying this on Joe Pod, then this shit ain't on Harbaugh. And not a fair comparison at all. Very different thing. Lots different of victims things, involved. Yeah. Not same principle but, in a way. But you know what's funny though is I, I feel like people would be are, are more fired up about sign stealing than what was going on in Penn State. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with the world. That's you could you exactly could, what's wrong. You could touch people in the locker room, but by God, don't steal signs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God yeah. forbid we affect somebody's like football game, let alone their actual Dude, think, life and yeah, trauma yeah. for the rest yeah. of them. Exactly. Well, I think that's where a lot of this comes from. Is there's a lot of people that don't watch every Saturday like football, and they're just like, "Ooh, tra- drama!" Like the the dudes that watch football on, sat- on Saturdays are like telling their wives about this, and their wives are getting involved. They're like, "Ooh, that's interesting. There's drama here. Let me you know figure it out." So that's where a lot of the press is coming from. Yeah. Hey. And that's a good point too, because most people are diehard fans. They just say everybody else is shit. We're awesome, and that's all they watch is themselves. I, what I like, what we're doing here, is just forcing us to watch everybody and mm-hmm. kind of learn and have a deep appreciation for the, all these teams, you know, Michigan included. So, yeah, a little different uh, perspective there. As long as no college athlete, uh, which I think they kind of do it on the download if they do, I better not see a damn some celebrity get the amount of publicity that you know who gets at the NFL games and I don't mind her I'm just not going to give her any <laughs> any publicity on this show it's because like Voldemort you're not I mean say maybe it'll help us out but like <laughs> god I just want to watch football bro Sorry. I wouldn't mind if they mentioned it it's the Dude, whole right. game she gets I, more airtime than the players I want to see Mama Kelsey when he scores a touchdown I want to see her yeah give me Mama Kelsey like come on uh, uh, yeah and Jake boy. from State Farm we went down there. <laughs> like, Whatever happened uh, to the white Jake from State Farm? Huh? Let's not get into that. Okay? <laughs> you know what happened to him. Um, let's move I'm on. Confused. You let's move on. This used to be uh, one of the the last <laughs> games of the season, one of the biggest rivalries in all of college football. These teams kind of fell off the map. They started doing it like the third or fourth game of the year, which to me is absolutely horseshit. Thankfully, they have now moved this game closer to the end of the year. Florida State, Miami. It's going to be in Tallahassee. Florida did we State, take the Michigan Penn State game? Oh shit! Did we not? My bad. We got Definitely on a whole didn't. different rail. Okay. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, you no, know. you're good. No, no, no. Good call. <laughs> I'll start real quick. Uh, it's four and a half points towards Michigan. Give me Michigan in the four and a half. Um, as long as you know they don't kick anybody off the coaching staff, not named Stallions, who's already gone. I think Michigan wins easily <laughs> by by four and a half. What, what you boys got? Okay. Yeah, uh, I, 
Go ahead, Clint. Uh, my bad. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go on this one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, JC. Uh, we we've all been asking for it. Uh, a a tough team for Michigan because yeah, they're killing everybody, but they're they're not playing super tough competition. Well, here you go. And not only that, they're they're in the fight for the playoff rankings. And Ohio State has played this Michigan team, or I'm sorry, has played this Penn State team. So it's a common opponent. Um, did Ohio State play them in Penn State? No, it was in Ohio State. Okay, so yes, maybe right. a little tougher for Michigan. Listen, if 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 Michigan whoops up, say it's a 15, 18 point win for Michigan, and they did it in Penn State's backyard, uh, in my opinion, you gotta you gotta kind of jump them over Ohio State. Uh, I, I'm this this sounds like I'm hating on Ohio State. I'm not. It's just that's a common opponent. And Michigan's been dominant the entire year. We can't really say that about many other teams. So, um, yeah, give me Michigan. I, I think it's going to be a solid win for them. Is this a wideout game? This is maybe a more important question. Uh, what's, what it's time at is it noon. Again? Can you have a wideout at noon? Maybe. Mm, probably not the same. This could be a bright game if the sun's out and everybody's wearing white. <laughs> Jesus. Um, True. All right. I was just curious. That's yeah, give me Michigan and all if, the points. If you, if you make... If you make all the stands white, it's really easy to see the signs because you got a clear background. There it and is. You don't have to pick through a bunch is. of different yeah. colors and stuff. <laughs> yep. Uh, just, just that's a little advice for whoever's stealing signs next for Michigan because <laughs> it ain't science. <laughs> I got you. Um, so yeah, this game last year, Michigan won forty-one to seventeen. Um, and if you remember this game, this game, Michigan went for fifty-five carries, four hundred and eighteen rushing yards, and <clears> four <throat> touchdowns. Uh, yeah. So since then, Penn State this year has the best uh, rush defense in the nation. So they have stepped it up a lot. You saw mm. what they did against Ohio State. Ke- kept it, it took close. That personal, yeah. Really good. Took that personal. Um, I think they have like that number four eighteen in the locker room everywhere. Just nothing else was just four eighteen because Damn. I remember that. Um, I like that. Oh God, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> With that being said, I I really think Penn State's going to make this a lot closer. This is going to be harder for Michigan. I think J.J. McCarthy's going to throw the ball a little more to win this game, even though they still have Blake Corum, which actually still leads the nation in rushing yard or rushing touchdowns with 16 with three games to go, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, but they're going to need to do more. They're not going to do run for 400 yards like that. So, uh, But with that being said, like we've seen this Michigan team, and you're going to give me just four and a half they got to cover? Like, holy, like give me Michigan. Like yeah. this, this is my thing. I I like the four eighteen thing, but like they're not gonna run for four eighteen. We played a team in high school once. Their quarterback was crazy, like just ran over everybody, like just crazy good athlete. <clears throat> we were like, we're not gonna let him beat us today. We are not. Guess what? He didn't. But the other running back dude ran for like two hundred <laughs> yards, and we still lost like thirty <laughs> points. So look, it's yeah. gonna be the same thing. They're not gonna run for four hundred eighteen yards. So good. Check the box by your little sign you got in the locker room. They might throw for 350, and you're still going to lose by 30. So I, 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 I do like it, Clint, with the motivation. I really do. I think it's – but look. Yeah, you're still losing by a lot. You better figure out – you better put like, hey, stop McCarthy, stop the receivers, maybe Corum, maybe the other running back. <laughs> the whole game plan. Maybe we actually need to score some points on offense. There's an essay on the wall. Yeah, you might want to – yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who did the research? It's a laundry paper? list of things to do. At least you can get AI to do it nowadays, so it won't take them long. <laughs> Guys are looking at their cheat sheet, you know, like a baseball now where they wear the cheat sheet in the head for like uh don't positioning. Throw yeah. Snap they it. pull out like a Walgreens, Walgreens receipt. It's like yeah, yeah. Where this God, why out? is that a thing in this paperless economy? And here we are still doing that. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, before I hype this game up so much and then Jacob rudely interrupt. Just kidding. You had <laughs> I skipped the game. Uh, back to Tallahassee. Florida. Tallahassee. Holy shit. Ooh, Boy, butters. Maybe that's what country they call it. Is, all right. Florida State, Miami. Florida State staying at number four in the country. Um, this is a 3.30 kick on ABC. Florida State, 14-point favorites. Jake, uh, Jacob, does this surprise you? 14? Miami, like, solid team, right? Well, they were. They, I think they did how this about, last year. They started before, out like before Syracuse. You get in, how about this? Is it, does it stay 14? I know it's game time, so we're not really going to. It's a what if. Does it stay 14 if we got Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman? Or is, that, is the 14 with them playing? Uh, that's drop? a good question. Um, at home, I feel like that's maybe almost like maybe the line with one of them playing. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I think Florida State, you saw how good uh, Jordan Travis did without them last week. Um, right. It wasn't a super impressive win, but it was 24-7 over, over Pitt. We talked about how, like, okay, you don't have to be super impressive. You don't have to go up there and win by 30. Like, doing that without your stars, like, that's that's really good. So even even if they don't play, I think Jordan Travis is going to do pretty good. And my damning stat for this is Tyler Van Dykes looked like absolute trash the past two games. Um, he is thrown for zero touchdowns and five picks over the last two games. So Miami was 6-1. and one. They were doing really good. Wait, go to the backup. Who's the backup well, that beat y'all? I'd play him. Yeah, honestly, if he had, like, I don't know. I haven't heard from Miami what they're planning to do. I would imagine you'd still stick with Tyler Van Dyke because he's still got the most upside. I think he does give you the best chance to win, but. Right, but he's got to turn around and play. We said this to start the year, like, what Tyler Van Dyke you going to get week to week? And then it just, you know, five, six games and they're six and one or whatever. And you're like, okay, right. well, I guess he's he's like he was his freshman year. Like, he's here to say he's, like, really good. And all of a sudden, flip the switch and that's, we get the Tyler Van Dyke we thought, like, up and down. <clears throat> so with the uncertainty of that and Tyler Van Dyke looking like not, not too good this past two games, um, even if Florida State has those two guys, Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson back, or if they don't, they got this at home, I'm going to take Florida State to cover. There you go. Clint, how do you feel? The, the Clemson game in the middle of the past five games for for Miami is so weird because yeah. so they lost to Georgia Tech, lost to UNC. Now we're seeing UNC has almost no defense. Uh then they beat Clemson, which we already went over that. Then they barely beat Virginia in overtime, which that's essentially a loss if you barely beat Virginia. And then yeah. they lose to NC State 20-6. to six. Uh, That's crazy. Uh, it sounds like Miami kind of had this weird game with Clemson. Clemson had a weird game with Miami. Every game. Miami came out with a win. Outside of that, Miami still looks like crap. Uh, give me Florida State. They're at home in Tallahassee, as JC says. And uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I get it. 14's a lot, but she's. I just don't think. Uh, hopefully, that Florida State defense could hold up enough, and it sounds like they will with the way Van Dyke's been playing. So yeah, give me Florida State. Yep. Both you boys on Florida State. Look, Miami's due for one. I'm not oh, a Miami God, fan. Dude, I've talked so much shit about Miami. Miami and how trash they are and all this stuff. But for some reason, a rivalry game, we don't know if Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman's going to be there. Again, do they need them to beat them by 14? Not necessarily. Plenty of other weapons. But 14's a lot in a rivalry game, and we never know what Miami's going to do. They're, they're so wishy-washy. Um, do we know what their, their injuries were? I'm wondering if Van Dyke's struggling was. I mean, obviously he was hurt, so I forgot what his initial injury was. But for him to be I, I meant for playing Coleman, as well as he was. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head now. Okay. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I feel like it's easier to kind of like if it's a wide receiver and he's hurt and it's like maybe an upper body thing, it's not the biggest of deals. Because then, you know, they could play like every other down or some shit like that. I don't know. That's kind of what Leggett's been dealing with, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dude, oh God, Leggett's broke. 
Hey, poor dude. <laughs> Broken leggettes, 200 yeah. yards catching. We'll get into that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, give me Miami. Give me Miami to cover the 14. All right. So Got you we'll, down. We'll switch it up on there. All right. Number five, Washington hosting Utah. They are still ranked 18 in the country. That's a 330 kick on Fox. Washington is nine and a half point favorites. I know it's not maybe fair to compare week to week, but we, we obviously do that. Um, how much does the Oregon-Utah result make you guys feel one way or the other in this game? Nine and a half. Obviously, Oregon absolutely dominated them with 35 to six. Washington obviously beat Oregon in a close game, a shootout. Does, do you, are you guys taking that game and using it for this one, saying that nine and a half is not enough? Or is this one of those games where Utah's defense maybe slows down Washington, who hasn't been maybe the Washington from the first few games of the season? I'd say the latter. I think their defense kind of, you know, Washington's not dominant like Oregon was against Utah. And Washington gets to them at home too. So I get that. But if you look at Washington's last five games, it feels like it's been one possession or 10 point games. Um, right. So they're not blowing people out, um, even though their offense is still going off. Um, but Utah's defense, I think, can kind of keep this somewhat in check. And Utah came out last week, again, against Arizona State. You can't trust that as like a, a above all. But um, they put up 55 last week against Arizona State and only gave up three. Um, doing that right before this game puts a little worry in your mind because um, Washington's kind of been toying with teams, it feels like, and not really just putting them away. Uh, and so that makes it feel like this could be closer. Um, I don't like what happened Oregon, Utah for is like Utah's chances in this game because of that. But, um, I think, I mean, y'all tell me Oregon, Washington play again on a neutral field today. Who's favored and by how much Oregon by four and a half, three. Yeah. I was going to say six. I would, I, it is. That's why I keep forgetting that Oregon actually lost to Washington because they have been (laughs) dominant. Albeit maybe yeah. not the greatest competition, but they have just seemingly dominated everybody they played. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I think Oregon would be like six to seven point kind of favorites and stuff on that on a neutral field. So um with that being said, I think Utah can make this because Washington's kept everything within ten points, it feels like. So I'm gonna give uh, nine and a half points to Utah. Ooh. Very nice. nice. Uh I think I think I'm with Jacob. I I this Washington team and this is crazy because it was such a hype game. It ended up being an amazing game. One of the best games of the year, that Washington-Oregon game. Oh, that might have been Washington's best game that they physically could have played. And what's weird is it might have been Oregon, not their worst game, but it definitely wasn't their best, even though they weren't bad at all. Like, they played a great game. Both teams were amazing. Ever since, Oregon has looked stupid good. And Washington's kind of looked right. suspect at times. Feels like Oregon left something on that field there. Yeah, they left and three points at the end, missed field goal, but like yeah. they left some. And they're on the taking field. it personally. Yeah, I. Yep. It's it's kind of weird how that played out. Usually, when a team takes a loss, not not usually, but sometimes when a team takes a loss, they, especially when they feel like some of their hopes, like say playoff hopes, are kind of crushed. You you start to see who they really are. You know, effort and stuff like that. That's the opposite of Oregon. And they came out and they were like, "Screw that! We're gonna play twice as hard." They're, they've looked at Washington on the other end, undefeated. Obviously having a great season, but they, they the past few games they just haven't looked quite like as sharp as they did in the beginning of the year. Maybe that's a testament to how easy their schedule was in the beginning of the year. I don't know. Uh give me Utah. Utah does weird stuff like this all the time where they, they play mm-hmm. close, they have a good defense. Listen, I, you know, you could say they don't really have a quarterback, a solid quarterback to play with, they're playing backups, whatever the case may be. They scored, you know, Jacob, you mentioned it, fifty something points uh last week. So 
give me Utah to keep it kind of close. And uh, but I, I still think Washington gets the win. But yeah, I'll take Utah in the points. Yeah, this is a tough one because um, I've always kind of been on the the Nate Johnson trade with Utah because early on he looked really good with his kind of running abilities, um, and then Barnes kind of took over the as the as a starter there. Johnson got got some runs last week. Obviously, we talked about they ran for a shit ton of yards. Um, but look, Washington is aware of the narrative going around about them not playing up to their standards and the points, right? So well, I coach, knew you were going to do this. But listen, so coach, coach DeBoer has been on the Pat McAfee show multiple times, and they literally asked him every time, like, hey, you guys like aren't beating people by 50, and people think that you guys are struggling at that. So they're aware of it. They know. And it's not, <laughs> I mean, how easy is it for old buddy Penix Jr. to just go out there and throw four, four tuds um, like he was doing? So I think the inconsistency with Utah's offense I think Washington's defense is better. Who did Utah even play last week? I can't remember who they beat. Arizona State. Arizona State. Yeah, Arizona State. And I stupidly picked Arizona State, obviously. Not Arizona. If it was Arizona, different story. But yeah, anyway, Washington's a better coach team. I, I think then than Utah, the offense is way better. Utah's a little bit inconsistent. I think Washington can shut down that run a little more than Arizona State can. So give me Washington. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think 12, 15 points. Give me Penix Jr. He's got a, he's, look, he's trying to win a Heisman. I don't think Washington's ever had a Heisman Trophy winner. Somebody can fact check me on that. But if if he wants, like, this is probably their best chance in the next hundred years. So <laughs> I think Jake Locker might have might have made it to New York. I don't even think he did. Bro, so. you you pulling out names out your ass is amazing. It's impressive. I'm give you yeah. that. He like, went top just got... the Titans, dude. He was a good quarterback. <laughs> Stop. Okay, now you're flexing. He went, Stop I think it. He went, yeah. I think he went number ten. But okay, uh, well, then, then pan out. But yeah, so that's the last quarterback they've had that even like sniffed yeah. the uh, the Heisman. So give me Penix Jr. Washington's back on track. They know they got to start beating okay. teams by 2025. Um, and look, they okay. just beat U- USC by by 10. So, well, that everybody is. Well, true. we'll get to USC in a little bit. Um, but yeah, well, actually, true. next. But uh, so so I can't ask this to JC since he's took uh, Washington. But Clint, we both took Utah. Is there a slight chance? Do you feel like Utah could actually win this game? Because yes, it I feels do. like Washington. There's always a letdown. Utah is the most like. NFL style coach team is like okay, well, how the hell did that NFL team just beat that other NFL team? They, yeah, like, they're always right there. And Washington undefeated, like you're going to tell me they're really going to finish undefeated? Like <laughs> that's impressive if they do. There's always like that one letdown game, and this feels like it could be. Yeah, I mean, I still think Washington will win, but like you said, I would not be surprised if Utah wins this game. You know, yeah. Last second field goal, something like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and I I don't know if they maybe just people have, have kind of figured out their scheme, like they kind of know. How Penix and this offense runs, and yeah, they can still score, but it's kind of I don't want to say predictable, but maybe people just see it coming now, so it's a little bit easier to defend. That's crazy to say with you know NFL prospects, but the quarterback position and the receivers, uh, it you know that happens sometimes. You have a full year of tape. There's only so much you can pull out the hat before people are like, "Dude, we've seen this. We just you know we watched you do this past week." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Jacob. What kind of worries me is Utah obviously just beat Arizona State last week, fifty-five to three. Uh, just three weeks ago, Washington played Arizona State and they only won fifteen to seven. That kind of right. scares me a little bit. That's what so, I'm saying, man. It's been it's been so weird. But like, if if Utah wins, it's it, it, well, it would be shocking because it would cause more chaos. But then it's like if Washington wins fifty to seven, they're gonna be like, eh. like they might no, not get exactly, a lot yeah. of credit for it, which they should because you're right, like. 15, it would surprise me. So I think if you surprise me, you get credit for it. God, like, if Washington beats Utah fifty to seven, that almost guarantees. Well, that would yeah, that, that would, would pretty much. I don't think that's going to happen. The Heisman there. Pinnick's yeah. going to yeah. Um, 
All right, well, speaking of somebody that's also in the race for the Heisman, this one's a tough one for me to pick, boys, and maybe it shouldn't be. Um, number six, Oregon, hosting USC. Pac-12 after dark, so who knows what the hell's happening. USC's season is over without being over, right? We all saw kind of what Caleb Williams did after the game, being all sad, yada, yada, rightfully so. No playoff chance for him this year. But Oregon's 15-point favorites, which, again, we just talked about how dominated they've been. This is more than likely, besides Washington, the, the best offense they've played. I don't know if USC plays better because now they definitely have nothing to lose. Like, hey, right. let, let's let's just ruin everyone else's season because that's yeah. that's a thing we've seen that a bunch of times. They're off. They're but their defense is so bad. Man, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Oregon in a 15, but this could be a, a 52. I mean, they're over under at 70. Um, I think give me the over big time, but give me you give me Oregon and the 15. I don't like it. It's a lot of points, but. Oregon's been dominating everybody, so yeah, that that's where I'm leaning on that one. Jacob, how you feel about Pac-12 after dark? Yeah, I hate that this game is being played at 10:30. Um, I probably Why? won't have you a know chance you're going to stay see. up and watch. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna be, definitely you'll not be in the up. second half. You'll be up. <laughs> well, the the weird thing is, I want to say this first. The if y'all look at the last five games for Southern Cal, they've lost three out of the last five. And the two wins they've had, they've lost to Cal fifty to forty nine, or they beat Cal fifty to forty nine, and then they beat Arizona forty three to forty one in three overtimes. That means at the last five games they won, or those two games they won, they won by three total combined points. Um, that's not good. That's really not good. They, again, saying that they lost three out of the last four. You saw Caleb Williams how he was kind of <clears throat> going up in the sand and crying on his mom or whoever that was. Um, it just feels like they're just defeated right now. Um, this is a lot of points, but Oregon's not defeated. <laughs> they're confidently going out there and kicking ass pretty much. Um, and and that, that's what I'm saying. I think that's just where even Caleb Williams can't go and beat a team like Oregon where USC's just put it all on his shoulders this year. Defense, not existent. Like Marshall Lloyd's played okay, but it seems like it's still all on Caleb Williams. And I think just after the last five games, it's been a struggle for him. Um, he almost needs like a bye week, and this is the opposite of that. So give me Oregon uh, minus 15. I really do want to go USC here. And maybe we kind of with JC's thought, all the pressure being off. Because now there's really nothing to play for. So maybe, and maybe that's like, okay, well, we're just out here for fun now. I did. It's just so hard to pick against this Oregon team right now. They're red hot. Uh, I mean, I just had it pulled up. Let me get it pulled up again. Oregon is number one in the nation for points four at 47.4 points. They are 11th in the nation for points gets at 16. This team is playing lights out. And that includes that Washington game. Uh, so, worst ass. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me go Oregon. I do want to kind of pick against y'all just to gain some ground, but you know, I'm not going to be silly. Uh, let me let me go with my heart. I'll pick Oregon. I do think this defense is going to kind of shake this up. And we've seen this. When you USC, they can score all day long until they hit a decent defense. We saw that with Notre Dame and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Oregon in this one. The one thing that USC has to hold on to at this point, they did just get rid of their defensive coordinator last week. Can't forget that. Oh, that's right. So oh, they true. could they could have they could play a little bit better defense. Who knows? A different scheme. But maybe just secondly, out of spite, yeah. Out of spite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but secondly, they're only five and two in the conference. Oregon's five and one. 
This is their one last <clears throat> chance to make any kind of noise this year. If yeah. they beat Oregon this week, they'll have the tiebreaker over them, and they will probably more likely have a spot in the Pac-12 championship over Oregon, which would be wild in my mind. The what, way about, the what, about, what about Utah? Are there, are there, is there still North and South in the Pac-12? I don't think uh, they have. I have to look. I, I think that, it's all open this year. Because it yeah. used to be yeah, it used to be North South. Yep, and that's, that's that is going to be one nice thing when all these divisions go away, because then you'll have to remember who's on what side in the records. It's exactly. just like two best teams. I don't know if every conference is going to that, but I, like I know the SEC is the big one next year. Big Ten is too, I think. Yeah, big. This is last year in the Big Ten. Okay, so maybe most. So of I think every conference will be, but yeah, Utah's two losses was Oregon State and Oregon, so they would be at two losses too. And if they beat Washington, like it would just be chaos. But, um. This is the one last cry USC has for doing anything. Hey, this year. but don't also forget you got Oregon State with two losses, Arizona with only two losses. Um, oh my gosh! But USC tiebreaker galore. So the, yeah, oh, there's, there's no divi- there's no division there. So. Dang, I almost want to pick USC for the sake of chaos, just to win outright in this game. That would. But out of all those two lost teams, I think there's going to be a different two lost team that will make chaos rather than this USC team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, and and I misspoke. The over under 73 and a half. I'd still probably put <laughs> over. Not 71, my apologies. <laughs> um, all right, let, let's move to the Big 12. Number seven, Texas. This was, and we don't have to really get into it, but they, uh, they kind of went on it a lot um, in the college football playoff rankings reveal, like who's the best and one lost team in the country. Obviously, by rankings, it's Oregon as the number one best one loss team, and then obviously Texas following. So it's going to get real interesting because Texas wins out, they win the Big Twelve. Are they going to be in with one loss? If Alabama wins out, you know, with one loss in the SEC, you know that would that would mean they would beat beat Georgia more than likely. Do they go? So there's a lot of what ifs, and we can play that game all day. But just something to look forward to as the season goes. Like it's going to get it's going to get hectic. So as much as at the beginning of the episode, I was like, man end of the year you you boys are right like best football is coming up um and thankfully hopefully the the matchups and the playoff implications will kind of be the leading drama of the sport and not michigan and all the signs right. and stuff. um yeah. but with that being said texas is traveling to tcu uh it's a 7 30 kick texas is 10 point favorites over tcu i don't know how i feel about this tcu team um they got beat up a few weeks ago by kansas state pretty pretty bad um, Clint, how do you feel on this one? Texas still without Quinn Ewers. No update on him. Not sure when he's coming back. Can Texas cover this 10 points red? Yeah, at, at first glance, I thought this might be kind of tough, but honestly, this is kind of easy pick. I'm going to go Texas on this one. Uh, I, I know it, it looked a little tight last week uh, against Kansas State, but if you remember, we kind of talked about it. Texas actually kind of dominated that game as far as like line of scrimmage, stuff of like that, rushing yards. You know, it, it, they had a few turnovers, so it made it look closer than what it really was. Uh, and you're just Texas having, oh, what's his name? Uh, Murphy playing a quarterback. You give him more stars, more experience. He, he's going to learn. He's going to get a little bit better. Um, so give me Texas. I, I, I'm not sweating this one too much. I'll lay the, uh, you said 10. Yeah, it's yeah, 10. Yeah, Qu- yeah, question. Yeah. We've been wrong about this every time. Does Malik Murphy run for over 20 yards? Yeah, man, over 20 this. yards? Or even oh, one yard? God. He doesn't even have one. Sack adjusted? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Still, yeah. Sack adjusted. I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. If you say I'm twenty, gonna, I might say under. Let me go over. All right. I bet you a Snickers bar. All right. Fair. <laughs> All right. Full size. Full size. King size. Actually, we'll go king size. So king size. Ooh. King hey. Size. Whoa. Hot diggity. Uh. 
give me Texas in this game. Um, TCU is just not what they were, obviously, last year at all. And they're four and uh, one and four in the last four or uh, five games. So not on a hot streak. I think they're being exposed recently. Um, they got, like you said, Clint, they got destroyed by KSU. Um, but I, I really think that Texas is in a much better position, even with a backup quarterback. Malik Murphy may may run from 20 yards against this defense. This defense has not been very good. Um, and I, I keep saying it every single week, and I hate that, but Texas is a overall much better team than a lot of people give them credit for. Uh, at the offensive line, the defensive line, just overall. So give me Texas minus 10. Clint, if none of my bets go well, I'm just going to get you a nice little gift, end-of-the-year gift basket with, with everything I owe you. <laughs> yeah, all of our bet items. Sorry, I started talking and I muted. That was, yeah. I realized I couldn't hear myself, but I was making hand gestures. Like, that looks weird. 11 weeks in, he finally found the mute button and then he didn't take it off. <laughs> I told you, you that was going to happen. Yep. I, I love, I love, you did say that. Uh, I'm with you, boys. Uh, I'm going Malik Murphy plus 20 on the rushing yards. Um Probably should do. Ah, they're not going to sack him. So I ain't worried about sack adjusted. But give me Texas, um, and the ten points. I yeah, I th- I, I'm with you, Jacob. I think just you you go down the roster, offensive line, D line, every position group. I think they they are pretty much better at than TCU. So give me old Longhorns. Keep rolling. All right. Uh, SEC Bama coming after uh, coming back after a big win versus LSU. Alabama, number eight, sitting there. They didn't move in the rankings at all, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, but I guess if you look ahead, there's, again, if, if that's what they're saying, the best one-loss teams are. And obviously, Texas, with the head-to-head over Alabama, I guess there's no, no room to really move up for them. But they're traveling to Kentucky. This is an early kick, a noon kickoff on ESPN. Alabama is 11-point um, favorites. Look, uh, Urban Meyer really annoys me. Uh, but he made he said, he said a quote today, and I'm going to, I'm going to misspeak on the two players, but he said Milrow is a mix of Percy Harvin and I forgot the other Florida player that he said, but he said he's pretty much, he, he might have, who is their other running back? Uh, anyway, but he, said, he pretty much said, look, he's a mix of these two guys, but he's playing the quarterback position, right? Um, so it might have been Chris Rainey, but either way, uh, I think he's right like though. Again. No, 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 that's, that was his quote, but I think he's right for all the, the dumb shit Urban Meyer does and says, like, if Milrow wants to can can run the way he did versus LSU, which he's more than capable of, somebody even made a comment saying he would he played running back for most of the Division One schools, which is probably right with his size. Eleven points over Kentucky. Devin Leary's starting to play a little better. Uh, that's not saying that much, but Alabama's rolling. They know they got to win, and they got to win convincingly to to make some room in the playoffs. So I'm gonna take Bama. I'm not gonna doubt Nick Saban. Give me them to easily cover this eleven points. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, it it kind of looks scary just because Kentucky, I don't know, sometimes they play these games tight and you're like, oh, God, like, just why? Just throwing a wrench in, you know, what we thought was going to play out for the rest of the year. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Like you mentioned, Devin Leary, that does kind of make me question just for a second because for most of this year, Kentucky's been one-dimensional. They've been all run and Devin Leary hasn't been playing that well. It has been a little bit better, you know, this past couple of weeks, but I ain't worried about it. Alabama, I mean, they just made one of the best offenses in the nation. You know, they kind of held them down a little bit, held them to 28 points in LSU, and LSU's been scoring on everybody. So, yeah, give me give me Alabama. Uh, I get it's in Kentucky, but I'm not too worried about this one. Okay, nobody wants the big baby Ray Davis. 
Nobody wants to Dude, get on that train. I've, nah. I've been on that train, man, and he let me down. So <laughs> I'm gone. I'm sorry, dude. I'll still no. I'll still eat the barbecue sauce every now and then. Hell yeah. But Sweet baby rays. Not this um, No, I'm with you, uh, Clint. I think they were one-dimensional, and I think Devin Leary's finally coming around. And this is actually a good case study almost for the transfer portal. We expect a lot of people to kind of come in and just take the reins and go and be, you know, this awesome – free agent and you know we signed you for this amount of money you're supposed to come in and perform and it takes some time sometimes you can't just walk into a place and just expect you to to pick up the whole offense and pick up everything just hit the ground running and it took him a while obviously um but whatever he's been running is going to run into a alabama alabama brick wall unfortunately um so yeah give me alabama minus 11 Ooh, ooh, i like it all right all three together on that one these next two man because the big spreads like I get it, the the teams that we'll be talking about, the opponents are are not that great. But there's some the the teams are playing have been kind of sneaky, right? So Louisville hosting Virginia, that's actually gonna be um, when this comes out that night, so Thursday night. Um, this is a seven thirty kick. Louisville's twenty point favorites. You guys mentioned earlier, so Virginia beat North Carolina. They lose to Miami in overtime, a game they they definitely have a chance to win. Twenty points is a lot for a Louisville team that I think we all agree at this point are legit, right, on both sides of the ball and special teams. If Thursday nights, which I think they're a lot different in college than they are in the NFL, because it seems the Thursday night NFL games are, are normally pretty atrocious. Uh, 20 points is a lot versus, again, a, a Virginia team that's obviously played up to their competition, although we've, I guess, given enough information on Miami and North Carolina that they are struggling. Clint, I'm going to start with you on this one. It, is it crazy for me to, to doubt the 20 points, or are we fully on Louisville's, not bandwagon, but hey, they're... They prove they're pretty legitimate besides that pit win, which you said last week. I wish we could just pretend like that didn't happen (laughs) and move on. But how do you feel about 20 points? No, I mean, yeah, that point exactly. The the, the longer the season goes, the better Louisville looks. And you're just like, man, I wish we could erase that one silly game they had. Um, No, I I, I get it. 20 is a lot. But Louisville, I I think they've they've got something going there. Jeff Brom's got them in the right direction, um, which is great for them. You know, hometown guy. Recruiting, I mean, watch out for Louisville in the ACC coming years. If you've got a coach like that who is getting coached first time, you know, first year this well, I get their schedule hasn't been super tough. But y'all got enough to worry about. Now Louisville's going to be back up again. I mean, dang, uh, it's going to be a fun ACC for the next few years. Give me Louisville. I'll lay the 20. Uh, Virginia, I know they had a, some, <laughs> some craziness this year. I just don't see it happening against this Louisville team. Like you said, they've been great on all sides of the ball outside of that pit game. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll lay the twenty. Yeah, I I kind of want to honestly call the uh, Virginia North Carolina and the Virginia Miami game is kind of fluky. Um, they the North Carolina defense has been very suspect this year, mm-hmm. and the Miami quarterback we talked about earlier, Ty Van Dyke, has been very suspect the past couple of games. Um, and I think Georgia Tech came in last week and proved us to where we thought Virginia really was back to being two a two and seven team. Um. It's weird to say Georgia Tech is actually a really good team, and we're about to find it out with Clemson this this week. But um, are you on that Dabo coach speak? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. I just I knew it sounded familiar, dude. It sounded real (laughs) familiar. But I think beyond that, Louisville is just a damn talented team. Um, Jahar Jordan and Jamari Thrash, those two guys. I don't know what class they are. If they're sophomore, juniors, whatever. They're running back and the receiver, Jamari Thrash and Jahar Jordan. Okay, what did I say? So you could do it again. No, you just want to see if you can say it twice. So many J's. 
Yeah, a lot of J's, yeah. But those two guys, if they're eligible for the draft, they're they're probably top two round kind of talents. Um, they're going to take over this game, honestly. And uh, Louisville will cover the 20 points in my mind. Bro, Louisville hasn't, has given up three points total the last two games combined. I get they haven't Hell played yeah. super tough competition. That's that's <laughs> that might make me lean the other way. All right, who's better, Virginia or Be Stanford? scared of Florida State. Virginia or Stanford? Probably Stanford. You think is Stanford better? Maybe I, I need don't to, know. I need to figure this out because I can't. These next two games, so just to preview why I'm even saying this: Oregon State, Stanford, Oregon State's twenty-one. I gotta take the underdog in one of those, and I'm trying Ooh. to figure out because I'm Oregon State. I'd probably take the Stanford one. They're, they're running. <sighs> Dude, Oregon State's running. I Listen, like let, yo, State, I don't want to talk you out of anything. Go ahead and give me go ahead and give me your Thursday night game. Virginia's on a Thursday gut. night game. Louisville wins by 17. Give me Virginia. There it is. That's give me I'm Virginia in the points. Um, with that being said, Oregon State Stanford. Give me Oregon State. Not because of their quarterback, who allegedly was a five star. It's a running game that's gonna get this done. I think they're gonna beat up on Stanford. So I'll jump to the next one, Oregon State, ranked number 12. They are 21-point favorites. So give me Oregon State to cover that one. Probably going to wish I flip-flopped. We'll find out here in a few <laughs> games. <laughs> uh, I can't go That's, both, man. I can't go both. It's the quickest segue between two picks you've ever had in this entire Dude, show. I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm no, flip-flopping no, the quickest, that, No, I've had a quicker one. I skipped over. I mean, between the yeah. two. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you skipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You skipped entire games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, what, what? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to skip a conference, and then we're just like, what's happened? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, that would happen on accident, but yeah. all right. Jacob, yeah. who you got? I'm going to take Stanford in this. Um, a little bit more, uh, what, an extra point or something like that. I'm going to pull a Clint. If it was up a half a point, maybe I'd take him. I'm going to take him. <laughs> so, dude, shots uh, fired, man. He was like, you better listen to these stats because you need them. Now he's, <laughs> dude, that's trying no, to. It's not, not like that. But uh, Stanford beat wa- Washington State last week. It was 10 7 in an odd game, but uh, that and Washington then, State's. Eh. No, I know, and but then they beat Colorado, and Colorado's a lot of eh, too. But um, they put up thirty three in Washington, so I think they can keep it within twenty one of Oregon State. So give me, give me Stanford. I'm actually going to Stanford as well. You can make fun of my half points all you want. I don't care. I uh, <laughs> when Oregon State wins, they don't win huge typically. Yeah. Um. So give me, give me Stanford. I, I do think they're better than Virginia, as JC wants to compare. I'll take I'll take Stanford at twenty points is a good bit. I do want twenty one three full touchdowns, but listen, I can't I can't say that because I'm not gonna make fun of. So give me give me old Stanford. Keep it within twenty. And JC, you had a uh, did you pick the underdog? Did you pick Stanford? Then or did no, you I go picked, the other way? I had Oregon State in this one. Okay, so we well, I think you guys are on the same page. The last two and I'm flip flop. Um, all right, well, these next few are gonna get interesting. Some lower spreads. Um, number thirteen ranked Tennessee. Traveling to Missouri. This is a three thirty kick. Tennessee's one point favorites in this one. Um, Clint, I'm gonna start with you on this one, buddy. Okay, sorry. Real quick, is it twenty or twenty one? Because I think I missed twenty one. Okay, oh, I'm way happier now. Yeah, give me Stanford all day, dude. Stanford's the greatest team on the way. See, half a point does it. What? Yeah, you heard it here first, boys. Oregon State's minus twenty one. Got it. So I did that thing again because my eyeballs and my age aren't as great as they once were. So I thought <laughs> I read twenty, I guess, on the uh, the game above it, whatever game it was. Uh, so twenty-one, hell yeah! All right, what's the next game we're talking about? I'm lost now. No, hold up, hold up. I'm not done writing it down yet. 
It's Tennessee Let's, and Missouri. I have in quotes, greatest Tennessee team in the Missouri. West, Clint, parentheses, talking about Sanford <laughs> on a piece of paper. Dude, if they win this game, <laughs> if Sanford wins, oh my God, I'll buy a Stanford jersey. Let's go. At least make it like McCaffrey or uh, what's his name? Andy oh, of Luck course. Some. No, yeah. I'd go McCaffrey. He played it. Carolina. No, I would um, have to put luck because it would be luck that you're picking that. So. Oh, fair enough. Ah, Good call. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tennessee, Missouri. What's a what's a ugly spread? It's only one. One oh. point spread, but it's at Missouri. It's at Missouri. E. Mm-hmm. At Missouri. E. So that normally means Missouri is probably on a neutral field, a two point favorite. Or no? Did I do that Opposite. backwards? Opposite, Opposite yeah. of that, yeah. So four point favorite. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this one, dude. I yeah. This is a. Uh, let me go. Oh my god. Let me go Tennessee here. Listen, I'm not confident in this at all. Obviously, it's a pick'em game, pretty much one point spread. Tennessee can run the ball really well, and they have a great D line. Hopefully, that D line can hold up enough to where uh, Drinkwood's scheme cannot play out quite as well as he wants it to, because that's what Missouri does. They don't have a, great, a lot of great players, but they do scheme very well, and we've seen that this whole season. They can score points. Uh, I do think maybe a weakness for Missouri is kind of stopping the run against a really good run team. So let me get, uh, let me get Tennessee, and uh, I'll probably be sweating. Some Missouri probably wins by ten points. I don't know, God, but yeah, I'll take Tennessee. Okay, I'm I'm actually going to go the opposite, not because you said Tennessee, but I'm going to go Missouri. One, they're at home, and then two, when you get to a spread like this where it's so close, I start looking at who's got the best players in my mind because you could, you know, through history, you could say Joe Burrow was worth maybe what three points a game or something like that. Like, yeah, people do that, and they they put a certain point value on each player, and I think Luther Burden is like worth several points. Um you know, Tennessee doesn't have their best receiver, Squirrel White, who I can't say anything because in the bowl game last year, he scored two touchdowns, I believe. So Wait, he you, looked, said, you said they won't have him? No, they will have him. But I'm saying oh, Squirrel White why, is their I, best receiver. I'm sorry. Gotcha. I don't know why it sounded like you said they won't have him. I was like, oh, that's I thought you were saying that too. I was like, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm glad y'all uh, corrected <laughs> me there. But, <laughs> Squirreling my own mind. But Luther Burton, I think, is the reason that you're just going to give me one point to cover. Like, okay, I'm going to take Missouri to win that. Yeah, I, I think it's. Honestly, I think it's because of where the game's at. I think it's at Tennessee. Give me Tennessee. Um, Milton's actually been playing pretty solid. Their offense has been going. I think at one point Wait, they were leading. You said it's at Tennessee? No, no. I'm saying if it was at Tennessee, oh, if it I, I would pick Tennessee. At one point, Tennessee was leading the conference in rushing yards per game, which I think doesn't really get talked about. But look, I'm a firm believer, um, and this is probably the one thing I've been most correct on, um, maybe besides the Georgia game. It was at Missouri, but. Missouri's haunted. That's just how it is. The field's haunted. And I'm a firm believer in that. And it's fall time. People are watching scary movies. But if you really want to see a horror film, watch Missouri, Tennessee on Saturday, 3.30. Gimme Missouri. Luther Burden, the yeah. running back, Brady it's Cook. Um, it's funny, man. As I'm always doing these picks, like we're always going opposite. And in my head, I'm like, shit, shit, shit. And then I have like a good week. So I just need to remind myself. Just keep doing what you're doing, kid. We'll be all right. Um, That's right. All right, another close game. Oklahoma State coming off. Did they just beat Oklahoma or did Kansas? Can't remember. Anyway. Kansas beat Oklahoma. Anyway, Oklahoma State, a lot of momentum. Channel won the Big 12. Jeff and Gundy's fuck, did it again. Mike Gundy. <laughs> Mike. Damn it. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> it is basketball season. He pulled damn the guy it. with the, the ball. Mike Gundy. Over. I'm a Jesus. man. I'm not 40 anymore. I think he's 56 now. Just think <laughs> of the hairs. Yeah, the hairlines. Yeah. Oh, they're very different. 
Yeah. yeah. Very different. At least I didn't say Stan Van Gundy because that's a one. Uh, yeah. But they're they're traveling to UCF. Um, Oak State is two and a half point favorites. Pretty close line, I think. Look, that's probably because of John Rice Plumley and that US the UCF offense. Uh, but Oklahoma State's got a lot of momentum. Um, I think they bl- they played better competition overall, um, and they were able to get it done versus Oklahoma. UCF fell short. Give me Oak State and the Cowboys. Um, we'll be yelling, "How about them Cowboys?" After the game, so give me Oak State and the two and a half to cover. Okay. Go ahead, um, yeah, I'll take uh, Oak State in this. Um, it, it's kind of the same principle. I think Oak State with that running back, Oliver, is it Oliver Gordon? Ollie Gordon? Ollie Gordon. Ollie, yeah. Um, whatever it is. Man's a beast. Call him Mr. Beast. Like he, He's been lighting it up this year. I think he leads the nation in rushing yards or, or he's damn well close to it, if nothing else. Um, but I think UCF, too. They like I've stated a couple times this year. They they're not ready for the Big Twelve competition. I don't think um, they're one and five in conference this year. And that four out of the last five games they've lost. They were against Big Twelve competition. The last one they won it was at Cincinnati. That was last week, um, and that was they got moved up to the Big Twelve with UCF this year. So it doesn't really count in the way I was looking at it. So um, yeah, only two and a half. Give me Oak State here. I'm with you guys. Um, with a just two and a half, you know, close to a pick'em game. Oak State's been playing really well, and I think we kind of fairly so we kind of knocked them. They lost to Iowa State earlier this year and South Alabama. And I'm sorry, I'll I'll explain later. Uh, Jesus Christ, give me Oak State. I'll lay the two and a half, and uh. Let's move on to the next pick. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Next one, Kansas. Look, let's just go ahead and say Jalen Daniels. Maybe those Twitter rumors are true, and he's probably transferring because he's not playing. We haven't got any update on his injuries. Um, I think for the good of the program, they're probably keeping all of that in-house, I would imagine. So Kansas hosting Texas Tech. Kansas is three-and-a-half point favorites. I'm going to take Kansas in a three-and-a-half, I think, even with the Old, uh, damn, Jason Bean. I almost said Brandon Bean again, dude. These names, I tell you what. <laughs> um, shout out Moneyball. Um, Jason Bean. The offense is, I think he knows it's his team. Uh, it should be at this point. He's played almost every single game. So Kansas, they're gonna keep rolling. Give me a big one in the in the Big Twelve. I can't go yet. I'm still suffering. I need Jacob go ahead and roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Dude, this one, this has been a disappointment for Texas Tech this year. I think a lot of people, especially having that Oregon uh, in the second game at home, they were kind of expecting this team. And I think I even said in the in the conference preview that this would be like a dark horse kind of team. Um, and they have underperformed um, four and five and three and three in the conference. Um, Kansas turned around from last year. I think they went six and seven last year or something like that. And now they're seven and two. So they've been a very improved team. And that's without Jalen Daniels, which is a... Uh, Kind of wild, but um, I'm I'm gonna take Kansas in uh, only minus three and a half. Um, yeah, and they're at home. I don't even know if they have a backup uh field goal because the other one is in the freaking river. Um, when they beat Oklahoma, did so, you see that guy that got tased because of that? No, I didn't. Uh, in the water? Yeah, they just no, no, no. They oh, were turning on the field goal. The, the cop was just like tasing the guy as he's like hanging on. <laughs> That's awesome. That's why I love college football. <laughs> But I thought yeah, at this uh, we just had the field goals that automatically came down. Like, who's just got normal field goals anymore? Anyway. Yeah, like, 
Yeah. Charleston Southern is probably the last team that has field goals that <laughs> well, yeah, automatically lower. Any major upset, I would imagine that's going to be Charleston Southern would be hosting. That's fair. They would tear down the goalpost. Jason, you had Kansas as well. I did have Kansas, dude. No yeah, place like I'm, home. Uh, I got Kansas too. At home, short spread. I, I think they, they can cover that. Um, I do think hey, I could be wrong. Texas Tech, the quarterback, you know, to be fair, I haven't been tracking them as closely as I have some of the other big teams in the nation. I think they had a quarterback that got hurt or some, some big injury that's kind of like stained their, their season a little bit. So taking that into account as well, give me Kansas and I'll lay the, the short spread. I like it. All right, boys, this is a real dilemma. So I need all seriousness. Oh, God. I'm looking at you, Glenn. Oklahoma's ranked number 17. They're slowly falling into what I told you they were all year, right? They were who we thought we were. No, like, you told us they were. They shouldn't even be ranked. Yeah. There's nothing you. They shouldn't have been. I'm proving that. They're slowly <laughs> dropping the rankings. They're going to be unranked here in a little bit. Oh, my God. Um, but this is my thing. I have been picking them to cover these spreads, and they have been losing. <laughs> So, so you're going to pick them. I need, I really think West Virginia is going to win this game, but mm. I'm scared that the football you gods win. Oh, wow. don't have a lot going on on a Wednesday night. It might be peeking in and listening <laughs> to what I'm saying. And if I pick West Virginia to cover, they're going to be like, ah, not today, buddy. So that's what yeah. I'm worried about. But I don't care. Give them the Mountaineers covering the 13. They pull an upset. <laughs> Oklahoma's got three losses. I win the bet. That's what we're doing right now. We're starting this thing early because I need I need some weeks to revel in the winning of this bet. And then when they finish the season unranked, all of you would be like, you know what, JC? And the biggest apology that we've ever made collectively as two human beings, you two, I will maybe accept it. That would be wild if that. Thanks for let me talk that yes. out because I really it was a dilemma. But I'm going West Virginia, the Mountaineers, baby. I don't care their brothers and sisters are dating married. I don't care. They're gonna get it done. <laughs> Amen. I got, I, got a, I got a joke for you, but I can't say it while we're recording. Yeah, let's um, not and say we did. Listen, <laughs> I, obviously, I got to go OU here. I got to go Oklahoma. They're 13-point favorites, by the way, if I didn't mention that. Which is kind of more than I thought they'd be, honestly. Uh, but with our bet going on, because I can't why? sit there. And, I why, can't are they, why are you surprised? Because Oklahoma is defensively Trent. has not... Uh, yeah. I mean... Try, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm, in all great. seriousness, you're right. <laughs> Offense has not looked bad. I wouldn't say at all. Maybe no, it's just maybe that defense. That time. Yeah, I thought their defense was a little bit better. Again, Brett Venables, he's still, you know, fresh to the team ish. Uh, give him some time. He'll probably develop at least a, a satisfactory defense. Maybe not elite, but it'll be better than what it is now. But uh, with our bet going on, I can't go against Oklahoma. I, I gotta, I gotta lay the thirteen. Listen, dude, we're gonna. I'll, I'll sort this out for the rest of the year. This may be. Uh, I, f- I forget who they play. The rest of the season, they got West they Virginia, got, BYU, TCU. West Virginia might be the uh, the toughest. So let's uh, let's hope for the best. I really don't want to be buying a freaking Iowa jersey. So let's uh, yeah, you do. And let's go Oklahoma. Whatever their coach, fan. Hey, yeah. Jacob, real quick, uh, real talk. If uh, if Oklahoma is absolutely trash and Venables gets fired because he's terrible at defense, will Clemson no hire way. him as the offensive coordinator because their offense can't figure it out, and you're just gonna. If you can't get the oh, offensive yeah. guru to call plays, should you just get Venables back on the staff? You saying as the we offensive coordinator? Get as offensive coordinator? Yes. I don't know. Is it not that bad at Clemson yet? I don't think so. I think we okay. just like you have to give Venables some time. I think you have to give Gate Riley some time. Got it. Um, cool. Glad we fixed that. 
I I honestly I want to take Oklahoma, but I'm not going to go against the trend. Honestly, the past four games have been one score games, hmm. um, and you're going to be 13. I think Oklahoma will win this, but it may be by 10. You know, and and honestly, at this point, 10 point win for Oklahoma would be somewhat convincing, I guess. Right. Um. So they they need to kind of correct this this trend they've been on, and and two, the past two games have been away. Um, so they need to, I think they can kind of correct themselves at home, um, and kind of get the training back rolling. Cause like I said, they got three should be easily win, you know, games at the end of the year here to, to try to make it back to play Texas in the, uh, big 12 championship. So give me, but, but I, th- but still give me West Virginia to cover the 13 and a half. Right, who'd you go with? 13. I went Oklahoma. And to be honest, if we didn't have our bed, I'd be going West Virginia, but I, I gotta, I gotta put all my chips in a this is good this is good yeah so i picked oklahoma yeah maybe all right we got it we got a uh well i tell it back not a close one um as far as stretch goes number 19 ranked lsu playing host to florida dude a lot of these games prime time man 730 kick sec network lsu eh, maybe surprising maybe not um 13 and a half point favorites versus florida jacob do we have an update on Jaden daniels or clint on injury he suffered at the end of Alabama game? Yeah, it still says that he's working his way back through um, concussion protocol, but he's been okay. uh, practicing some this week for non-contact practice and stuff, and he's been working through it, and it seems to be tracking towards playing, but it may be, you know, any kind of... Which, which isn't any saying much. He should be playing. He's, he's in non-contact practice every week. Every week, anyway. Yeah. During the season, so... So... He's tracking to play, but it, it may be still a game time decision. Gotcha. Oh, who you got? 13 and a half. Uh, if you want to give with or without Daniels, that might be a, a fair shake for us, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, without Daniels, that, that does make this interesting because we've, we've talked about Graham Mertz on this pod before, and he's played pretty well. Um, we saw him in person, and he was, he was slinging it around. I think, honestly, you know, their, their leading receiver, Ricky Persall, is, is pretty damn good, too. So, um, but they don't have a Malik neighbors. That's that's for sure. Um, but uh, it depends. Honestly, this this game will go. I think as LSU's rushing offense goes, um, Jaden Daniels is their leading rusher um, with 684 yards. But they need to establish the run a little bit here without him, um, whether he's playing or not, and uh, try to play a little bit more balanced and stuff. But that being said, I do want to say this though. Uh, 2019, Joe Burrow probably the the greatest offensive season we've ever seen. Um, out of any team ever. Um, he had 3,387 total yards uh, through nine games. Jaden Daniels this year has 3,476 total yards um, through nine games. That's kind of the wild. only the only difference is the rushing winning. yards. Well, okay, that too. But I'm saying, yeah, yeah, it's true. But I'm saying if they would be undefeated, I think he'd be getting that level of notoriety. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe I mean that Joe Burrow year was crazy, but. Yeah, uh, and Burrow had all kind of weapons on offense, and I think the defense was playing a little bit better than this LSU defense. Defense but, um, was a little better the year after they lost a whole bunch of people, but yeah, he was surrounded by every receiver was in the is in the <laughs> NFL now. It seems like exactly so. Um, but for this game, I think Florida could keep this close. Um, I really hate that we don't know about Jaden Daniels, um, but I mean LSU thirteen and a half. I, shoot, because of not knowing about Jaden Daniels, and even if he plays. 
I mean, we don't know what level he'll be at. I think I mean, he's playing at an insane level, so half of what he's playing at is pretty damn good. But um, give me Florida to cover because it is 13 and a half. But I would love to change that pick if y'all had me back on, you know, at a random time Saturday morning if, you know, Jaden Daniels <laughs> is playing. But uh, we'll right now, give me Florida. We can do. We really should have like an injury audible. Like, if. Well, I remember, I remember, I remember last week I said, hey, asterisk, but I don't know if it was like a joke asterisk or like, hey, if like Riley Leonard plays or doesn't play, like, I'm holding you whatever benefits me. So if like it works out in your favor, <laughs> I'm be like, no, nah, you're right. I don't well, I'm be. saying we, as far as I, I think, look, well, my, my pick's not going to change because of Daniels, but if we all agree on this game, this is the one like really we know game time is, is not going to play. Like I'm good to like, if he doesn't play and shit and, and you want to change it. I'll we'll just make just it a wash or something. Yeah, yeah. We can just just change it if you want to change it. We'll I will text a group and then we'll notate it that way. That's fine. Maybe next year. Could we? I want to keep it the same way this whole year. Okay, cool. Well, there's so your, there's your don't pull a Michigan. That's because he picked Florida, actually. So it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Well, actually, yeah. I think I think Daniels might play. Listen, if we already know LSU's defense, they have a lot of like young. Uh, freshmen and stuff like that at corners and they play really soft defense because of that to kind of protect their corners. So we already know their defense isn't great. The line's still at 13. Merge has had a decent season. I think they know that, or they suspect that Nando's is going to play. If he doesn't play, where do y'all think this line is at? I don't think it's at 13. It's like, uh, like nine, nine and a half. If he yeah, did I, play, oh, if he may, was maybe, playing, it maybe, maybe like even lower. 17 or something, maybe. No, if he didn't play. I feel like this line at thirteen okay. is saying he's he is going to yeah. play. Yeah, I think if, I think I think he's going to play. I don't see how he doesn't. They're they're fighting for SEC West. Yeah, trying to. They're probably. I mean, yeah. So give me. I'm I'm hoping he plays. Um, obviously because this offense looks a lot different when he's not in it. Um, <laughs> hopefully this LSU it, LSU defense has gotten a little bit better throughout the season. Not much. Uh, just letting their young guys get more and more experience, especially in the secondary. Give me LSU. I'll lay the points. Hopefully, Daniels plays. Hopefully, he stays freaking healthy. I know that last, you know, that hit that took him out this last game really wasn't his fault. You know, he wasn't like running like he usually does and lowering his shoulder. You know, he's a <laughs> yeah, which we talked pound, about. 185 pound guy that's trying to lower his shoulder on a 225 pound run, uh, linebacker. Let me, uh, let me go LSU and hopefully he plays. So my, yeah, my pick's going to be with Jaden Daniels or not, just based on the spread. Florida's secondary is concerning, especially with this LSU offense. But yeah, I think the way Graham Mertz has played, I think maybe that offense can... I mean, they're trying to throw it around too and, and, and run quick plays, but I think they're going to slow it down j- just a little bit to maybe try to keep LSU off that rhythm. Um, it is at LSU and a night game, which is a pretty raucous environment, which doesn't give me a lot of confidence, but something's telling me that this spread um, is pretty big. So I'm, I'm going to take Florida not confidently. And then obviously if Jaden doesn't play, then then the confidence goes up. But give me Florida to cover the 13 and a half. It's about to be a big week or a bad week for JC. I'll let you know. Hey, you, went, you went LSU, Jacob, right? No, he went uh, Florida. I went Florida. Oh, shit. I went LSU. Oh, it's about to be a big week for me. Hey, boys, <laughs> let's go. Hey, we're waiting on it. Let's go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Pac-12. Not after oh, dark. Dude, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Pac-12, <laughs> not after dark. More like after noon. A 2 o'clock game. Arizona at Colorado. I've been high on Noah Fafita. Said it right for the first time. Shout Hell out yes. me. Good job, JC. Um, mm. 10 and a half point game. Arizona's way. 
this is the thing. Arizona's been in high scoring competitions, high scoring games. Obviously, it's game competition. Yada yada. Um, Colorado's got a good offense. That's about all they got. Give me Dion. I know he doesn't have all his toes, but it doesn't matter. If they have Travis Hunter, we're good. Ten and a half. It's gonna be a seven point game. Give me, give me Colorado the cover. That's not analysis, bro. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't throw that out there like that, dude. Am I it's fucked up? Is any, is anything I we said? We all will get diabetes one day. Is anything I said factually wrong? No. Okay then. Then it's analysis. Have you seen they've, they've shown like he's done like bits? Yeah, he's, like dude, talking Shannon to guys. Shot, gave him, gave yeah. him a hard time. And he's he's like, missing. Homies, nine toes down for you, not ten toes. <laughs> Jesus, I'm like, that's probably still the uh, greatest sign. The shoe was on the other foot. At least my coach has ten toes. Remember that Oregon right, Colorado right. game? Oh, I'm just saying, it's still the greatest sign of the year. I picked Colorado, by the way, guys. If you didn't hear that Whoops. and all of that nonsense, oh, oh, I got already wrote down too. Jacob's reaction got me. <laughs> okay, so this game, you know what? Fuck it. Give me Colorado to win the game outright. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Jesus, <laughs> you're wel- whoa, upset. Yeah, upset. upset. Give me, give Dion's got to have one more say. He's not going to go one and five. <laughs> dude, in the I, 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 hey, I actually, I'm a Fafita guy now, but, but dude, that's that's why because Fafita versus no Fafitas. <laughs> <he's on Colorado. laughs> that's, that's a little bit stretch, but I'll give it to you. Uh, but anyway, you. anyway, not I actually, I like this pick, Jacob. Even though I'm okay, like, Jacob, give me, give me the breakdown. What the I outright like win? All right. I, breakdown. I've already I, given you. Dude, that I forgot how many weeks it's been, but I've picked Colorado to cover. It feels like the past three, four, five weeks, and they've covered. I don't want to say easily, but I feel like they've covered every single week. And Arizona's just been one of the teams where they've been hyped up and they've been really good. But like, if you look at their final scores of a lot of games, um, like last week they beat UCLA. That's been up and down, and so they've like looked the best. But they beat Oregon State by just three. Um, they crushed Washington State, but who is it now? They just barely beat USC. They just. Barely or barely lost to USC, barely Should lost to Washington. Been. Like, I think Colorado's been doing the same thing, keeping it within maybe ten, you know, maybe one score the past several weeks as well. So I think these teams are somewhat don't don't shoot me down. They're somewhat similar in this way. Except for does not have Arizona's beaten those teams, right? You Colorado beat Oregon State. They've beaten well. Should it be USC? Right. But. And, and Fafita's been playing out of his mind, but I I still think Colorado has one more because. Y'all remember the beginning of the year. This is what college football was all about. It's Colorado. I feel like they just kind of fallen off and nobody has talked about them in the past several weeks, which has been nice. Don't get me wrong, because it was all about Colorado and Dion at the beginning of the year. Um, but like give me Colorado to win this. I think they're gonna make one more loud noise at the end of this year. Um, because I think they got a decently tough schedule to finish the year. Um, they got Arizona, Washington State, which is again turned to be not too whatever. Then they're at Utah to end the year. Um Give me, give me Colorado to do it now. Beat Arizona now. Why not? Fuck it. God, I, I feel like, like it. I, I feel like, like a show bit somewhere in there. I don't know. Give me, give me the boss Maybe. to cover, not to win. Um, but Jacob, you you painted the picture perfectly. Yeah, Arizona wins. They're solid, great. Oh, it's, let me. They're a solid team. They're not a great team. But stop, stop it. Uh, but they don't win huge. Um. And listen, the only thing the Buffs have going for them are is that offense. You know, they have not much of a defense. Sure, Sanders has to do most of everything himself. 
uh, NES. You know, he's kind of been the, the only thing that's kept that team, you know, somewhat respectable so far this year. So, uh, especially with the injuries they've had and stuff like that. So, give me the the buffs to cover. I don't think they went out right. Bold pick by Jacob. Hey, man, hope it is. So that'd be crazy. We'll see. I think the biggest lock besides just that is I have more confidence in the over-under. It's 54 and a half. Give me way over. Yeah, I think way it's going to be 38 yeah. to 45, something like that. So that's fair. I think I think it's going to be 84, over 84. And oh, I don't think that. Jesus. I mean, I ain't doing 40, that math. In the 40s. That's probably like around six, where I had 40, 40 and 40 is 80. All right, pick a number. Quick math. There, there, there's there's a show, but 84. I got 68. I got the over at. All right, I'll bet you a. Uh, Ooh, what we got? <laughs> this gift basket is gonna be large. I know. I can't <laughs> wait till he gives it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me like seventy-eight, something like that. I'm running right here. Eighty-four. Seventy-eight. So there's That's always a winner. Sorry. Seventy and a half. There's no halves. Like wherever the fuck. You know. You're not. I don't want to push. No, we're just saying who's the closest. Oh, to no. total points. Yeah. yeah, seven and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Watching me seventy nine, and you're like, see that half point that got me. Yep, that's true. All right, the winner of this one. Uh, what should each person have to give the winner? Oh, why are we doing all these bets? Ten ten dollar or below prize. That's all. I think it should be. Well, it's between a hand job and a blow job. Which one do you want to do? I think you're, it should be. You're paying ten dollars. Damn, that's cheap. <laughs> I think it should be an old tuggy tug, but you have to do it with only nine fingers. <laughs> wait, wait. How are you giving them? Okay, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad this doesn't go to YouTube. (laughs) Why? You think I'm not going to put this on YouTube? (laughs) We ain't making money anyway. Yeah. What are you going to do? Demonetize us? Oh, darn. Oh, yeah. Damn it. No, just Uh, this being out to the world. It is out to the world. I guess I did just say out loud blowjob or handjob. Worst things on this show. You said way worse things. You don't need to be worried about that. Don't rat me out. I just like knowing that blowjobs are on the table for for future bets. And if, where are you going for only ten dollars? That's pretty cheap. Yeah. Oh man. Oh Jesus. Holy cow. Oh man. My wife Damn, just looked over me. What are y'all talking? If don't worry about it. <laughs> Football Dude, to find me like a erotica. pack of crazy bread from Little Caesar or something. Send it to my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want, dude. Oh Jesus. Oh man! God. All right, our favorite team, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. All right. Happy, happy, happy meal for whoever wins for McDonald's. All right. Cool. Good deal. I, dude, I, look, man. I know I joke around a lot. How on God's green earth? Iowa twenty second. I'm with Please. Exp- we we did talk about this briefly in our pre production meeting. So, uh, Clint or Jacob, whoever gave me that rundown before, for the listeners. I know what I said is crazy, but there is maybe a reason why somebody in the world thinks that might possibly be a thing, why they should be ranked. So please, the floor is yours, whoever wants to take this. I mean, Iowa's ranked 22nd. I, I don't know, Clint, if you want to, I just wanted to say that out there. I, I don't see how they got there, but 
I mean, I guess that defense is the only possible reason because I got two quick stats for you, and then you can go. No, go ahead. Cade McNamara is still the leading passer on this team. <laughs> 505 yards. That's like He's stat. been out that four or five years. Dude, that's, that's a good stat. I like that. <laughs> that's kind of wild. Thank and you then, for that one. Colorado yes. will win now because you gave that stat. Uh, USC has scored 265 points in the past six games. Iowa's defense has allowed 284 points in the past two seasons. That is the only thing I think these people that make these decisions for these rankings saw that stat and like, okay, wow, this is a historically good defense. We have to keep them up there somehow. And they're technically in the lead for the Big Ten West. And I don't know what they're thinking because this is a painful thing to watch because, JC, I don't know if you said the over-under for this game. This is Rutgers at Iowa. The the line is minus one and a half, and the over-under is 28 and a half. That beats last week's record, which beat the week before of over-under, of being the lowest ever. So this game is just painful to even try to call, watch anything, say stats for, live through anything. Like, <laughs> give me your take on it, Clint. I think, so as long as I'm looking at the most current AP poll, which I think I am, uh, I was not right. Okay, they're not ranked to the AP. No. Who, who, so, so wait, so who's I in think, the top twenty-five? That's not them. If you can figure that out, if there's not a lot of different teams in the AP. Sure. Oh, is it James Madison? They still rank them, maybe. James yeah, Madison's yeah. in the AP poll at twenty-one. Okay, that, that, so he they can't make the playoffs. So that's probably why they're out. <laughs> yeah. It, well, and not just X Iowa is right. What you said twenty-second in the college playoff. Yeah. Yep. Right. I I think it goes back to what we were talking about this past few weeks. Is that the uh, committee? looks highly on like just record it doesn't really matter how, how well you looked it's did you win did you not win which that's fair like it's a good metric to use as long as you're using it for everybody but i i think that's why they're at 22nd and the fact that they still have a chance to outside chance to win the uh win the west for the big 10 which is insane because they're just gonna get demolished if they do win in the conference championship i digress give me Rutgers because this you're gonna give me a point and a half. I, I, there's no way I could bet on the side of Iowa. Not, not in this game. Rutgers has actually looked pretty decent in this game. Give me him. I guess if you look at it that way, honestly, maybe he should get coach of the year for be able to win the amount of games he has with the fact that punters on other teams are out throwing his. It's, it's absolutely insane. But I'm with Clint. I almost want to say give me the over just for Rutgers. I'm not gonna say that's the case, but definitely give me Rutgers the win. Um. By way more than one and a half, as in maybe like three. <laughs> that's that's what I was gonna say. Is they have the luxury of a field goal counting three points. I feel like Iowa could win this game by kicking a last second field goal. Um, so give me Iowa to cover. Yeah, but that's that, what I like to hear. But that's it. But I do want to say this. I meant to mention this earlier against Michigan. Michigan last, you know, they've given up basically no points at all this year. Um, like seven points here, maybe ten points here. Thirteen points when they played Purdue last week was the most they've given up all season. I was putting in somewhat of the similar kind of stat line. Um, they've given out 16, 14, 6, 10, 7, 13, 10, besides the Penn State game where they got throttled 31 nothing. Um, but if you take that out, the, they lost to Minnesota by two. So I see where the committee may be thinking it, but um, I, I think Iowa will probably win this game. We're doing a final score again, maybe, I don't know, 17 to 14. <laughs> Give me Rutgers. Oh, man. Give me Rutgers. 20. No. 
Yeah, give me Rutgers 20. Give me Iowa 10. Ooh. I'm going Rutgers 24. Iowa. Is somebody writing these down? I am. Okay. I'm going Iowa 12. They missed a couple extra points. Or they go for two. Gross. Who won last week? 24-12, and that's the over. <laughs> uh, what was the final? Give me the final score of the Iowa last week. Uh, 12 to 10, Minnesota. No. Was that the last one? Should have been Northwestern, I believe. I'm sorry. 10 to 7. <laughs> at Wrigley. Yeah. 10, yeah, 10 to 7? Yes. Iowa won? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had Iowa winning 17-6. You got Jacob had Northwestern winning 23-20, and Clinton had Northwestern winning 20 to 10. So I guess that wasn't... Oh, I picked the same score last week? Holy shit. I can't pick the same score again. Oh, Let me go 17-10. 17-10. It's got to be a safety in there somewhere, right? Well, you should, it's going to be 20, but... Okay. All right. You can leave it 20. I just feel like yeah, I'm that's nerd. That's what the final score is going to be. Nope, 17. Thing. Change it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Rutgers are going to win. If they don't win, dude, this is insane. Who, who does then, Rutgers... If they oh, don't God. win, they deserve to be ranked. I mean, if they win, then I say they deserve to be ranked. They can beat Rutgers. That's how good Rutgers is. Not really. You're right, JC. Dude, it's incredible. Like, how are they pulling out wins against you that's what, Rutgers? See, that's what I'm saying. I've never had that mindset till just now. I'm like, how are they actually winning games? Yeah. Utterly insane. They have <laughs> Illinois and Nebraska left. Dude, if, if they that's win this dirty. game. Dude, that's a, how many games have they lost? Two? Yeah, just yeah, two. Two. two conference games. And one two. of them was against Michigan. Uh, they've lost Minnesota and State. Minnesota. Yeah, they're gonna okay. Well, can't wait to see them in the big hidden change. And Penn State's on the east. Yeah, it's always been go. that way. That's why I'm glad they're getting rid of the divisions next year. So we yeah, actually have, they have to have the West 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 mm. conference with USC and UCLA for division. <laughs> Good West, point. West, West. We can't do yep. that. All right, let's move on. Um, I'm just gonna let you guys know. I would pick where I pick because Tulane, I've picked against them because they have not covered, and you boys keep picking against them. I'm just letting you know. Not that Tulane's very good because they're trash. I mean, Tulsa. Tulane hosted oh, Tulsa. Tulane's ranked number 23. They're 23-point favorites. That's a noon kickoff. I'm going to take Tulsa and the 23. I'm actually going to take Tulsa, too. And strictly oh, because I am not going to watch this game even a little bit. Fair, uh, like an announcement. Sorry, Tulsa or Tulane fans. I can't believe we're even still talking about Tulane. Good on them, though. Like, great season. Not going to watch it. I just can't do it. Uh, also, Green Wave, that's a, uh, I, I can't watch you just because uh, local high school rivalries. Uh, old Somerville Green Wave. I went Stratford. Can't go yeah. that game Friday, actually. Actually? They're okay. They're playing, they're playing Berkeley in the playoffs Friday night. Oh, man. Playoffs? Damn. <laughs> playoffs. Um, let me go uh, two lane wins, but they don't cover type thing. Uh, I'll take Tulsa on the points. And Jacob, why do you differ? I actually I don't. Um, Hell yeah. I was gonna say that if Tulane's offense was you know elite like SMU, which is wild to say, SMU beat Tulsa sixty nine to ten. Um, then maybe they could do it, but they've scored thirteen, thirty, thirty five, thirty one, thirty five. Um, so covering twenty three is gonna be kind of hard when you're only scoring that amount. So give me a Tulsa to cover twenty three. Dude, here here's a great. What's the chances SMU beats Clemson their first year in ACC? Uh, zero, because they haven't played a defense like that. Uh, dude, okay. <laughs> well, several of those teams have played Clemson's there. defense, and yeah, but they're they not have gonna several have, losses. All right, you're not going to have Jeremiah Trotter Jr. or Xavier Thomas. 
Do you know how we recruit? We don't use a transfer portal, but you know how we recruit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good save on that one. Can't wait. Um, no, you you got to do recruit well for the most part. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Cade. I'm not too hyped on y'all's recruit. That's true. Should have right. got. Oh, I'm poking the bear. I'm poking should've, the bear. Let me back up. Should have got Lenore <laughs> Sellers from something. Y'all finally have a better quarterback than me than we do. We yeah, actually right. do. We have a better. We've had a better quarterback the last two years. And what have we done with it? Uh, well, Shit. yeah, I guess. But you, you yeah. recruited him, and a better receiving core probably for the first time in a long time too. The best quarterback y'all have ever recruited is what? Steven Garcia. Ranked wise, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had the I, best uh, prospect since Andrew Luck in the NFL. So kiss my. My nine well, toes. Well, guess hey, is hey. Andrew Luck even playing it? I'm just kidding. Guess where we got Spencer? The old transfer portal. I know. I mean, maybe, I know. maybe I should dabble. I'm all that's all I'm From saying. the terrible Sooners. We should dabble. Yeah, oh no! Stop dabbling. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys better start Tebowing if you gonna win some game. Hey, <laughs> hey, Christians, they win all in right. the end. All right, ACC boy, you get to go first. North Carolina hosting Duke. <laughs> it's not basketball. Kind of wish it was just for this matchup. North Carolina, surprisingly, which maybe this is with Ray Leonard's injury. Um, who's going to win this game? I'm sorry. Not who's going to win the game. Who do you got in the game, points-wise? And is Riley Leonard playing, yes or no? Uh, it's not looking like it. He didn't play last week. Um, remember, year, years ago, weeks ago, he uh, sprained his ankle. It was his right ankle, I believe. And then he p- tried playing in the Louisville game two weeks ago. And he actually did something to his left toe, one of his left toes. Um, a lot of toe talk in this pod. I don't think I like it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not playing in this game more than likely, um, which which really hurts my feelings and Duke's chances of winning. Um, because I really wanted to see Riley Leonard versus uh, Drake May. And I'm going to see Drake May in, in two weeks um, going up to the North Carolina Clemson game, which should be hopefully a good game now. Um, but we'll see what they can do against Duke. I really think 14 and a half, I, if, if Riley Leonard was playing, give me that by a lot. Um, give me Duke to cover that by a lot. But I know Duke's got a really good defense. Um, North Carolina does not. But I don't think I really believe in the backup quarterback that much. He went seven for 19 last week. I'm trying to find his name. Did not play too well last week um, against Wake Forest. Uh, Henry Bell in the fourth. <laughs> Grayson Loftus, I think. Oh, that's um, who played for Cincy State. My bad. I was looking at it. <laughs> no, this is uh, who it's played like it last week against Wake. So, with that being said, I think that's your classic Duke quarterback right there, just a under hundred yard game manager kind of deal. And um, I'm going to take Drake May and uh, North Carolina in the points. I'm going to do the same. Uh, Riley Leonard, honestly, was the heartbeat of that team. Um, great defense, but, dude, he was such a baller. And, like you said, it would have been awesome to see, like, the, the the pristine statue that is Drake May going NFL, no doubt. Uh, First-round pick, probably, against the, the college hero who maybe doesn't have the greatest NFL uh, career prospects, but still just a baller in college, plays with a lot of heart. That would have been awesome to see. Don't think we're going to see it. Drake May still is playing well. Yes, this UNC defense is suspect uh, a lot, especially as of late. But I don't think Duke has enough firepower to actually exploit it all that much. Give me UNC. I'll lay the points. I think if Riley Leonard keeps developing, I think he can be a Josh Allen-esque type 
at least that's what he reminds me of. Obviously, Josh Allen's pretty next level, but again, I played at Wyoming, didn't get a lot of publicity, and goes to the league and, and shuts it down. Listen, this is the same Duke team that, with a backup quarterback that I named that apparently did not play last week, beat up on NC State, which I would say at this point we would agree has a way better defense than North Carolina, really looking at the linebacker core for NC State. I think Duke's defense is good enough to keep up with this struggling UNC team. And I think Duke still, I think they're behind their coach. I really like their coach. I think they're believing in the fact that this is now going to be a not just a basketball school. Riley Leonard or not, give me Duke, not to win the game, but give me Duke to cover the points. That's it's fair. more of an indictment on the North Carolina defense, you think? Yeah, yeah, I think for it is. sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. Indictment on the North Carolina defense, and I'm giving props to Duke's defense as well to be able to hold North Carolina um, to to just kind of keep it a little bit closer. But I, I wish Dick Vitale was announcing this game. I think that'd be phenomenal for them to oh do. Oh my god, that'd be not, great. Not going to happen. Um, what a shout but out. if he was, if he was. I would definitely pick Duke to win because him just saying, what about them Dukies, baby, is like iconic. <laughs> yeah. and, and now I pick him. But oh, yeah. Not going to happen. All right. Dude, I'm like running it, dude. That, all that. That feels good. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. That's, hey, don't, don't sensual talk. I've had, I've, had a, I've had a couple. This might get weird. Well, it can't get any weirder than it already has. All right. Last top 25 ranked matchup um, of the evening. And then we got two more games to talk about. Kansas State hosting Baylor. Kansas State's 20 and a half point favorites over under 55 and a half. That's a three o'clock kickoff. Clint, where are you leaning there, bud? I'm actually still trying to find the game. There it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can go. All right, what's, the, what's the spread? Oh, God. 20 and a half. 20 All right. And a half. I don't care. Give me Kansas State. Baylor sucks. Whoa. Whoa. Jesus. I was just excited that this is the first time we got to speak of Baylor. Um, it's <clears> better. College football is better when they're, when they're good. Um, but yeah, the the basis of this is Baylor lost to Houston last week in overtime, and Kansas State just throttled Houston two weeks ago, forty one nothing. I really think this Kansas State Kansas State team has come around and found, you know, their their what they need, how they need to play. Will Howard's come around and and been a damn good quarterback. And I told you all about Avery Johnson past two weeks. I don't think he's gotten a whole well at least at Texas he didn't get a whole lot of playing time. But I'm hoping in this game he gets some playing time. That dude is an athlete. Um. So yeah, give me Kansas State to cover that twenty and a half. I don't want to. I don't want to pick against Kansas State because they have been rolling lately. But Baylor's been eh, like very inconsistent. But if they if they play the way they're capable of, they can cover the spread. I'm not confident in it, but the spread's too big. Um, give me Baylor to cover uh, twenty and a half. Shocking. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. A lot of back and forth this week. Here we are. Here we are. All right. Only so only one team in the top twenty-five, according to the college football playoff ranking, has a bye, and that was Notre Dame. So let's get into uh last two games. We got Clemson, Georgia Tech, and we got Vanderbilt, South Carolina. So we'll start with Georgia Tech at Clemson. It's a one o'clock kick. Um are we playing at one o'clock as well? Yes, we, both of us are. I don't think I've ever seen us <clears throat> play at one o'clock though. And the spreads are close to the same. The the spreads are are close to the same. Well, no. So, dude, do you have these in like Western time or some other time? Because I got 12 p.m. kick on the ESPN app. I could have, honestly. I don't know. Well, it's weird that it has it for that because I've been yes, saying Yes, they're both at noon. They're both at noon. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're both at no, noon. No, but it's weird because all the other ones are like normal time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it doesn't matter. Either way. All right, let's, let's, start, let's, start with, let's start with Clemson. Georgia Tech at Clemson. Clemson, 14-point favorites. Coming off a huge win at Notre Dame. Not, not even... I wouldn't say it's a huge, like, 
I wouldn't saw saw would not call Clemson Notre Dame like a huge upset per se, but just the narrative that was around y'all's program, the narrative on Dabo Sweeney, really sparked by Tyler from Spartanburg. Um, obviously, kind of puts Dabo right where he wants him, which is giving crazy post game like speeches right on the field. Hey, if Clemson's a stock, buy into it. Jacob, I know that's the problem with the media, right? They kind of can, in anything in the world, they they paint it the way they want to, right? So, like, is the feeling that we had on the outside really how Clemson felt in the inside? Maybe not. Um, I think it got a little extreme on the outside and an extreme towards Dabo, which which was unfair, which I probably normally wouldn't say because a lot of the stuff he kind of <laughs> brings on to himself. But this is a game that we've talked about. Um, I know we were joking about the coach speak with Georgia Tech, but Haynes King has a, has had a really productive year. Um, the Georgia Tech team has actually surprised some people, especially on offense. Um, if you guys win the game, don't win by 14. I'm assuming you're happy no matter what. I think this is maybe like you guys should win by 10. But how, how worried are you with the spread being too big? Are, are you worried you guys are too hyped up right where you want to be? How, how are you feeling now coming off that, that win over Notre Dame? Uh, it's kind of back and forth, honestly, just like this season's been, honestly. Um I, I really believe in this team. I feel like we found ourselves a little bit last week. Um, the team kind of rallied around uh, just the, the, I don't want to say hatred, but the, 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 the hearsay, the, the negativity about what people have been talking about our program and, and honestly about Davo um, coming about such a, a big monument, monumental, you know, thing about, passing Frank Howard in the number of wins for a career is a big thing that needs to be celebrated. And I think just the negativity we had and, and everything that happened with Tyler um, from Spartanburg, it, it just kind of rallied the team. And I think that Dabo kind of took it all on the chin for the players because Clint, you and me and JC, we all have been talking about, um, and especially you, Clint, like Cage just doesn't seem like he's the guy. And really, he should be getting more flack than he has been. But I think Dabo's been very good at and almost taking it himself so he doesn't have to pass it, so people don't pass it on to his players. And I think that's kind of going a little unnoticed. And I think that being said, that's what kind of rallied the team to play a little bit better um, against Notre Dame. And, and we've done that before where we play up to the competition and then play down to the competition sometimes. And that's called Clemsoning. We 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 <laughs> coined that term throughout the years. I don't know so, if we've actually really talked about that that much since the season started, which is a good well, Yeah, one. because we're normally are, you know, 10 win, 11 win seasons, and we had yeah, right. one loss, yeah. and that's the Clemsoning. But we've done a lot of right. Clemsoning this year. Um, so I think that it's kind of been a rally cry in a way, and I hope that we can carry that momentum and just the difference that we've played with. The, like, I remember seeing a picture from uh, the game last, the past couple of days against Notre Dame, and there was like it was like a line of scrimmage, you know, like they had the close up of like the lines and like the balls right there about to be, right. about to be hiked, whatever. You could tell our team was just ready to play that day because you could see in one of those pictures, all four of our defensive linemen have already got their hands up, like already charging right at the offensive linemen. The offensive linemen are just sitting there, like they don't even have their hands up. Like we were ready to go right as the ball snapped. We just came prepared for that game. Um, we just cared more. It just meant more in that game if you wanted to pull an SEC term. Um, and I genuinely think we can carry that over to this this game. Now, this offense, weirdly enough, will probably play a lot better than Notre Dame's did um, because I think we have uh, that quarterback's number, Hartman's number. Um, he was, you know, 0-5 now against us. 
So Hank's King's been playing better, but I don't know if Georgia Tech has really played a defensive line like this either. Um, they've been hanging with people. They've been beating, obviously, North Carolina in the past few weeks, and they beat Miami by three. Um, so this has been a genuinely like surprising team, um, which is good for Georgia Tech. But I genuinely think that we, you know, now after betting against Clemson last week, which is something I never do, uh, but the, the way the line's set up and everything, I had to do it. Um, but with this being minus 14, I, I'm going to take Clemson. I'm going to believe and we can carry that momentum into this week and really shut down that Georgia Tech offense and, and make them question, should we go back to the triple option? Um, so, so we're back, boys. Let's go to Tigers. <laughs> I like that. Man, are you going to make Georgia go back to triple option? That's, that's Georgia a Tech. Don't, do, don't you I'm call sorry, Georgia. I'm sorry, right Georgia now. Tech. I'm sorry. Right now. We don't want I'm any sorry. part of Georgia right now. Upside. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, nobody does really. Um, yeah, we had that in week three. Yeah, pass. Uh, <laughs> dude, let me let me read Georgia Tech's like past like five weeks because it makes no sense. All right, they beat Wake Forest, then they lose to Bowling Green, then they what? beat Miami, 17th ranked at the time. Then they lose that to Boston. They lose to Boston ball. College, dude, and then they beat North Carolina and obviously beat Virginia last week. Dude, it's like they beat the teams they. Shouldn't and lose the team position. Georgia Tech's weird, which is scary for y'all because they shouldn't be beating Clemson. I think, uh, I definitely think Clemson gets the win here. That last week was huge for y'all. I agree that, like you were talking about, Sweeney is just taking the hits for a not great quarterback and he's doing it like a pro. Yeah, he doesn't say the right things all the time, but at least he's not throwing his, his players under the bus. Uh, the locker room, I guarantee, recognizes that because they know those players know if it's coaching that's screwing them over, or if it's like bad quarterback play or a terrible defense. They know. Uh, so I, I think that's kind of what's playing out here. They're rallying that locker room strong still. I, I believe. I don't think though that they're going to cover the spread just because of the nature of these two teams. Georgia Tech scores. Yes, uh, Clemson has good defense, but they it's that defense can only hold for so long if the offense can't stay on the field. Uh, and Clemson, you know, they have a lot of issues with just keeping the ball in their hands. They, they like to give it away a good bit. So at fourteen and a half, um, if you're saying Clemson. Or no, it's fourteen. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, Clemson can score two touchdowns, and it's still just a push. Uh, I'll take Georgia Tech just just for the you know the spread. Just seems kind of big to me. That's fair enough. We haven't been able to cover a game. It feels like because we've been winning by one score. So yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be similar to the Notre Dame game in the fact that you guys are going to jump on them early. I think your defense is obviously way better and and can take advantage of some of their mistakes. So I think you guys will jump up to a big lead. Um. With that, I'm going to take Georgia Tech and the points. But I will say, if you guys, what you mentioned on the last episode, the second half, obviously, an offense did not go y'all's way. If y'all were scored a couple more touchdowns, albeit Notre Dame like probably should have scored a little bit too, but uh, again, credit to your defense. If you guys change the narrative and actually just punch the ball in maybe one or two times in the second half, I think this game isn't even close. So I think your defense is going to give you a lead early. And then it's up to you guys, the offense in the second half, whether this is a 14-point win or this is a, a three point win type thing. So I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be fourteen to seventeen right around there. And I think it's just up to y'all's uh offense there at the end. So give me Georgia Tech only because I think they do have playmakers on offense, but I think they're gonna have to throw a ball throw the ball a lot. And uh I think Jeremiah Trotter is probably gonna snag another one and that's not 
you don't say that very often about linebackers getting interceptions, but he seems to be making plays all over the place. So give me Georgia Tech. I think you guys should win by more than 14. Yeah. But we'll I, see. Like you said, just, just got to take care of the ball on offense. Yeah, and we should do that. I, I think this is still going to be a heavy Phil Moffa game. Um, I think Debo kind of stated that we are tracking to get Shipley back, but I don't think we want to rush that back because that was a scary neck injury. Uh, I think they've already said that he's clear concussion protocol, but it's really they want to make sure his neck's okay um, before anything. And we're probably still not going to get Antonio Williams back till maybe even the end of the year, like the last game. Um, but but yeah, even with that, like we should be able to. We got enough talent. We should be able to to cover this in my mind at least. But I've been wrong on this team so far a lot this year. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, Clint, back to the SEC. I'll start with you on this one. So South Carolina hosting Vanderbilt. Carolina's three and six. Vanderbilt's two and eight. Um, their two wins come in versus Hawaii and Alabama A and M. Our wins are coming over Jacksonville State. Well, Furman. Who's a Furman and Mississippi State, State yeah. I believe, are the only three wins. So we're 13.5-point favorites. Um, it's a home game. It's it's a noon kick. Um, and b- right before I give you a take, I just want to say, I don't care how we win the game. We just need to look better than we did last week. And, and that's kind of what I'm going to take away from this. How do you feel about 13.5? Obviously, we, we, as bad as we've looked, um, it just goes to show you what we, even with that being said, what we should do based on the spread. Um, are you confident or not so confident in the strip? I'm not confident at all, man. Dude, <laughs> this year's been rough. I am surprised it's this high. Uh, it's just the nature of this team right now, but between the fact that we have not played well just in general and the fact that we're broken. Um, obviously, I'm going to take South Carolina, play the points, blah, blah, blah. But I'm with you, man. Can we just look a little bit better than we did against Jacksonville State? Yeah, they're a decent team, but we shouldn't. That shouldn't be a sweat. And dude, Jacksonville State had a great chance to win that game last week. I mean, we we could be this could be a completely different tone that we'd be having this conversation in right now. Had you know Jacksonville Jacksonville State scored late that game, like they looked like they were about to do before that pick six. Um, so it's it's scary to think, man. We we're kind of, we're really down right now. Uh, for multiple multiple reasons, but whatever it's football, you, you gotta you gotta be able to adapt and overcome, and that's that's honestly the biggest thing that's kind of worried me about this team is is the coaching not being able to adapt. I get it, the injuries are happening, but a lot of teams have injuries, maybe not to our extent, but there's a lot of great players that are sitting on the sidelines right now this late in the season because they're hurt. How do you adapt? How do you overcome? How do you have your 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 number twos and threes prepared to play? It doesn't look like we have ours that. That, that ready especially on the O-line now that's another thing entirely because we ha- didn't have much to start with and then almost all of them are broken so we're playing threes already it seems like but all that to say uh, one of the things I'm going to look for this game something that bothered me all last game like us can we can we stop being third down and long and if we are third and long just roll Spencer out just roll him out stop doing this thing where we're it's third 8, 9, 10, 11 whatever it is and you're doing a, a seven-step drop back, hoping an O-line that is battered, broke. I mean, we got tight ends playing O-line at this point, trying to hold up for a you know a, a, a deep shot. It's just not going to happen. Roll him out. Give him time. You've seen how he plays when he rolls out. Hopefully, that's what we do. I don't know if it is. Defensively, you know, God, just keep everything in front of you. Quit giving up the big plays when, you, when you're broken and, and you're not great defensively anyway. Bend, don't break is the, the kind of system you want to you wanna run. Not letting guys, you know, 
get ten yards behind three of your your guys in secondary. That's you know that's not a recipe for success. I get it's Vanderbilt, but dude, scarier things have happened. I'm praying for all this. I you know who knows? Give me South Carolina, lay the points, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see how this plays. I might be a, a bottle deep by the end of this game. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Heard that before. Yeah. Go ahead, bud. Oh me? Uh, yeah, I I I have kind of have a question for y'all, honestly. Before we before we go, this put put these four teams, the three wins y'all had. You stated in Mississippi State, Furman, and Jacksonville State, and put Vanny in there. Round robin. Well, who's winning? Who's finishing first? Who's finishing second, third, and fourth? So who's the better team? Mississippi out of State, Vandy, Jack State, Furman. You think Jack State beats uh? I actually think Jack State, I, know, I think actually Jack State on with their dual threat quarterback would be or Furman. Um, I don't. I, ha, is Furman still ranked? Are they still doing good? I haven't kept up with them. I don't either. I was just kind of curious about that because yeah, Vandy Furman might be better. Yeah. Two and eight. I I thought maybe Jacksonville State would maybe be the best team you yeah. played because Mississippi State's fallen off a good bit. Um, and that's scary. But, and oh, I'm, I'm out of those four. Yeah. Um, so if y'all beat Jacksonville State by ten, um, I think there is a decent chance y'all could beat Vanny. They're two and eight, zero oh and six in conference. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take y'all to to cover that thirteen and a half. But um, I just think y'all have a couple of better players than they do. They don't have Mike Wright or anything like that. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. But I want to see y'all just kind of. <sighs> what do I want to see this week? Anything. Um, anything would be nice. I I like to see. Uh, again, establish the run. If there's a team to run on, I'd love to see uh, a a team run like y'all run for 200 yards on Vandy. Um, not just put it all on Rattler's shoulders. I know this is a game that you could go off for 500 total yards, but a lot of people do. But um, I like to see Mario Anderson get some some reps because he is he a junior? Where is Mario Anderson? Uh, he's a senior so never mind I was going to say maybe give him some reps for next year if he's going to be like your actual running back for next year no we got, we got some we got some recruits coming in that'll more than likely have to, have to start pretty early <clears throat> So no man I'm, I'm with you I think if, if this was a Vandy team with Malik Wright or Mike Wright um, and a team with a, a dual threat quarterback that's going to like make our defensive ends have to stay home and, and not necessarily get to the quarterback that I would be worried because if you look at Jacksonville State um, Obviously, a way better record than us. They play two quarterbacks, so one can run around a little bit, and that's always posed a problem for our team. Um, so, with that being said, I, I hope we just put it to them early, like take some shots downfield, connect on those, and get get it early, and then hopefully establish the run. Because, man, I shouldn't be shitting bricks playing Jacksonville State. Um, and for us to, I mean, the only reason we even won by as many as we did is because <clears throat> Mater Stone Blanton picked six that one off at the end. So, shout out to him. So. Yeah, we definitely have the better players, the better athletes. Now, can we put that all together? We'll see. But I'm with Clint. You got to you really roll Spencer out. Um, we talked about in the group chat. They did a few things where they rolled him out, and instead of like it, it pretty much looked like a wide receiver screen. But instead of like them screening for a receiver, they just stay put the tight end and maybe another receiver, and they just acted as a second pocket for Rattler. And we had like three guys go deep, and, and it worked out pretty well. So can't do that every time. I get, but let's just, dude. I, I'm sure if you look at the stats. Our third down conversion has to be one of the worst in the country, and our third down and yards to go has to be last in the country. If there's a team 
that has a longer average third yards to go, I would love to know who that is because it's absolutely atrocious when we're fighting third and 20 every time mm-hmm. and Spencer's just getting hit. And it's not like they're making some crazy good rush and he's getting blasted because he can't see. It's pretty much like he's going back, which he has nowhere to go, and he just lays down because he's trying to get murdered. So we'll see. I, I would love to get uh, a big win, a clean win. We don't have to ask the coaches a bunch of questions and we can get ready for Kentucky and get a little bit of momentum because we win yeah. We win the next three games. We're probably going to go bowling at five wins, which is nothing to be proud of at all. But to salvage our season with that now, that would take beating Kentucky and Clemson, so it's a stretch. But well, we only need to win the next two, right, to go bowling? No, no, I guess it is three. Holy shit. God damn it. No, 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 we're right. If you could no, possibly right. go we're, we're at bowling at five. Wait, we're three uh, wins, yeah. Right? Yeah, we're three. three. But so, so, we, so we still have a chance to win six games. I forgot. We do. My bad. No, um, I think you said I, it right. I just, I heard it. I'm sorry. My bad. No, 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 no. I, I, I actually thought we had, we, we can only win five games. We can still win six. Yeah. Okay. I think it would be fun, though, to, to see uh, Tonka, Tonka Hemingway get another rushing touchdown like he did last week. Let's go. Fun. That and, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I almost didn't like that because it's like, oh, we're facing some team that you think is inferior. And now you decide to put him in a game for shits and giggles, and then we all like, eh, sorry. Yeah. Now, well, we never go to catch some more passes, man. Bring it on. Mm, there's your I'd boy. like to see anyone catch more passes. I'd like to see Juice Wells get on the field, but we'll see. Like, yeah. Dude, we expect more out of him this year. This I know again, he, uh, X has taken over, but. Well, he's sorry, been he'll, hurt. He'll, he'll, but, he'll play once again. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, that would be amazing. If we have X and Juice on the field at the same time for that Clemson mm, game, ball game. Uh, all right. But yeah, I you're right. Like that's what's the most frustrating is that we have the talent at wide receiver, even if, if they're not the greatest, we have the talent for them to actually make big plays and we can't give them enough time. Like we can't give Spencer enough time to, you know, not be sitting on his ass uh before he's able to throw. Dude, that's what I'm saying. If we could just roll out, just buy a little time, these receivers will get open. Like I said, JC, hopefully you just come out to a hot, you know, fourteen oh, twenty one oh start. Uh, for this first half, yeah, we'll see. All right, well, a, a crazy slate this weekend, man. Um, you know, I keep saying that every week, but I think this actually might be the week some some of these games cause some shakeups in the top eight. I would hope so, at least for our sake. Um, not that we need help with anything to talk about, man. Tons of good uh, content. So, um, here here's the hoping that Clemson and Carolina get some wins and we uh get some chaos there for the college football playoff. Yes, sir. All right, boys. Can't wait for my McDonald's Happy Meal when I predict that over. And Clint, you can uh, I'll pick that King Size Snickers bar up from you pretty soon, buddy. I don't even. <laughs> if I do owe you a King Size Snickers bar, I'm gonna put it in my like pants and make sure it's the most melted, nasty thing you ever get in your life. You're gonna have to like ooze it out like a freaking yogurt. So you know now. My That's mom was proud of me. Thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Enjoy. I mean, what could be more disrespectful? <laughs> On that note, all right, boys. Catch you next time. <laughs> all right, later. See you, boys.